1: podcast brought to you by mash those buttons covering world of warcraft classic now tbc and its community i am bobby also known as blazing bob and today we are joined by ryan aka cognitive pit how you doing
2: doing pretty good i uh i must not have been looking at at the discord call because i popped into this stream for a second i saw you flex and i was like i didn't see you do that so i'm doing yeah. great after <laughs> play like that. that my spirits are up i'm i'm pepped i'm hyped <laughs> Oh,
1: man. And we're also joined by Mel, a.k.a. Mel Arena. How you doing?
3: Hello. I'm not flexing or anything, but, you know, not as hype as Yip today, but I'll get there, guys. Don't you worry.
1: (laughs) Oh, I don't know if I'm even hyped. I'm like, anxiety has been at 150 for the past, like, 48 hours or 24 hours or whatever it's been. It's been rough, but we're also joined uh, once again by Naismith.
2: How are you doing, sir?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. And just for you, Yip, I am always flexing.
2: Oh, good. I'll, I'll imagine that. The whole
3: time. <laughs> God.
1: Oh, man. Well, thank you for coming back on the show. And if anybody's curious about about Naismith's background or anything, we did an interview with him towards the end of the show on episode 33. So make sure to check that out if you, you hadn't before. All right. A little bit of house housekeeping. No new reviews. It's a bummer. But, you know, it's going to happen from time to time. You guys <laughs> killed it every week. So can't ask for anything more unless you... Want to give us more?
2: Yeah, I can. I can only assume a hundred percent of <laughs> listeners have reviewed the podcast. Otherwise, why would they let Bob down like this? <laughs> <laughs> am
0: I am I allowed to review this if I've been on the show?
1: Is that something? Hundred percent. I'm gonna say a hundred percent. Yes, one thousand percent. Yeah,
2: Bob. Bob is half the people who review it. So <laughs> <laughs> that might
1: be true if you didn't have to attach a credit card to every <laughs> iTunes account. It would be a lot of work and a lot of danger with with your credit card. So I don't recommend that to listeners. Just give us one review. You can, you know, take your mom's phone and give us a review on that. I don't mind. We'll, we'll take it. All right. But then also, uh, just a quick thing, Grayson Smith is our winner of our YouTube con- contest for the $20 Blizzard cash card, which will come in handy soon, my friend. Oh, it will. So if you wanted to see that drawn live, I did stream it live on our YouTube channel. So it's on past streams on the Match Those Buttons YouTube. I said I'd do it live. The stream blew up last week. I couldn't do it live. If you would put an email address in your YouTube About section, that would help me a lot. If not, email us at wcrpodcast at gmail.com, and I will give you a way to prove that it's you so with that being said what you guys been doing in wow lately before we get into the craziness
2: (laughs) raiding um i think i've just been raiding uh i've been i've been so so busy in life wow is well you did raid lead this last week yeah i did i did (laughs) yes our, you uh, and a
1: few others came together and raid led. And I mean, I I'm not gonna lie, Yip, I was worried
2: at the start oh, yeah, of the our, night.
1: And by the middle of the night, I was like, dude, you guys are killing it. But
2: yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say our fearless leader uh apparently had a migraine and went to bed early uh without letting us know. Normally he sets an alarm for raid time to tell us if he's gonna make it or not if something's up. So it's <laughs> we we pull at eight and it's like seven fifty-five. And we're like, where's Harsk? <laughs> and every time he's missing, our raid just is in shambles. But we pulled it together, and we had a two and a half hour, one night Nax. I think, and uh, yeah, yeah super, super happy. Everyone, everyone really focused. I don't think it had anything to do with my raid leading. Everybody just. We also had DMF, so I think that nobody wants to. Everyone's doing their best. Everyone was focusing, trying to keep their buffs, trying to you know parse on bosses and things like that. So it was nice to see everybody come together and prove right before the end of classic we can do it without without our <laughs> linchpin uh raid leader we can we can still do it
1: well it was a group effort too it was you and uh, and all of the officers really and then on top of that corpse and executive you know the two main tanks did a really good job of being vocal and i mean that was great
2: yeah we have a notoriously our two main tanks uh, and then I'm the third tank. Our two main tanks are notoriously quiet tanks. Like a mm-hmm. lot of ninja pulling and things like that are not super communicative, um, which is which is sometimes it's fine because we do have like a vocal raid leader who's not a tank. Uh, but they stepped up like crazy. I was really happy uh, and we kept it together. It was good. Uh, I was really happy with our guild uh, and then going into TBC. I really couldn't be happier with the people that we're playing with.
0: It's kind of amazing how little changes in routine like that can really cause people to focus so much better than they normally
3: do yeah well last True. week though was a real shit show
1: it was week before last right well
3: no it was it, no, wasn't you're right.
1: this it week, was this week it was yeah last it was week. last week yeah. yeah
3: it was awful so i think everybody came in like mm, we got to redeem ourselves a little bit or nobody's going to tbc <laughs>
2: Yeah, we wiped on like Gluth, I think, last week and it just ruined yeah, it our entire so we had a, a two night knacks, which we haven't had to do in a little while, I think, and it was it was good to
1: come back. If it makes you feel any better, uh Ale told me Ale almost couldn't come to our alt rud last night because Eden, Def Camp, and Melderon and Ale's Guild had their worst knacks ever on On uh, their first raid day, so they had to go back in and clean that up. So he wasn't sure if he was going to be done in time to come to our alt raid, but he did make it, so it was cool.
2: That's kind of I kind of like that about Max. It's just like this great destroyer. Like even even if it's on farm, you can't autopilot a hundred percent. Yeah, y- you know you can for parts, but uh, you know you can get messed up. You know, suddenly you have two people mess up on Thaddeus, and your raids wiped, and you're like, oh oh great <laughs> like, okay uh yeah so nax is 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 fun for that reason and also sometimes not fun for that reason
0: well it's just it's such a marathon compared to anything else we have and it requires so much more focus it's yeah, yeah it's yeah. i yep i think it's it's by it's far the consumes yeah it's by far the best rating classic but it's so expensive and it's so demanding that it it can get a little tiring sometimes
2: yeah if uh, this is this is gonna sound really weird but it almost feels like it should have a two-week lockout just because it's so big and long (laughs) like it's just like going back there every week is just it's a lot of time in a single raid uh there's a lot of bosses like what there are 15 bosses in in nax that's just it's just so much to get through
1: if there was a two-week lockout, we would have killed KT a lot earlier, too, but that would have pissed off the other
2: guilds, you know?
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, none of that matters anymore.
3: It's not really expensive anymore, though, right?
1: Yeah, it's not expensive. It's not, yeah, it's not bad unless you're it- messing up really bad.
2: I mean, it's honestly, it's not expensive if you don't wipe it all either. It's really not yeah. too crazy. It's just that progression on whenever we had, they're nat- like, any protection potions whether it's the shadow or frost or even aq with nature you wipe on those bosses and you just consume so much gold
0: A four horseman progression for us was pretty rough with all the protection potions we blew on that yeah they actually that was one of the ones we got pretty quickly believe it or not
1: yeah sort of. but uh, okay but what have you been up to nace
0: Smith? uh well I have not been up to as much as I normally am. Uh, My guild that I had been in for all of Classic broke up uh, this last week. So there was some guild drama, some, you know, same thing that always happens. Resentments build. People want to move on to different things. And a lot of people wanted to escape the dying server that is Stalag. I believe the WoW census showed that we have 650 raiders logged uh this last week, so that's not too many. Wow. Uh we have had zero alliance log in months, I think. So It's crazy. It is a default Ooh. P It's a default PvE server that is technically a PvP server. <clears throat> so I've been doing a lot of I, I've uh, leveled my Warlock all the way up to 60 that I'm going to be playing during TBC and I'm going I've been ranking with him on the PvP ladder. I want to see how high I can get. I'm currently a Bloodguard. Don't think I can get a whole lot higher now that we have two weeks before that ends.
2: The hell's a Bloodguard? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: that would be rank 7.
4: Uh, okay,
2: rank 7.
3: <laughs> Got it. Sorry. Uh, yeah,
0: well, <laughs> I, I keep <laughs> having to talk to all these filthy alliance people
2: God. <laughs> I, I only I only see the titles after I slaughter the horde and out in the fields and normally I'm the dead one so it's <laughs> yeah it was funny before before the podcast we were talking a little bit you're like yeah I'm taking a break right now I'm just ranking I'm just leveling a warlock in oh, ranking and I'm like okay
0: well you have to remember that on a dead server like stalag it doesn't take a whole lot to get a really high uh, rank
2: that's fair That's fair. We still have some pretty insane honor caps to this day. Uh, It's pretty crazy.
0: In fact, back during phase three and four, uh, there was an alliance guild that was fairly active on our server. Uh, But what it was, was it was a lot of uh, transfers that came to our server specifically to rank. And uh, they would get high warlord and they would leave. Hmm. That guild was called the Yeet. And what they would also do is take a thousand gold an hour from a horde guild uh, to grief a another horde guild. Wow. <laughs> that was we were the victims of that during the AQ event, uh two nights. That was that was fun.
2: That's actually That's a, a really cool idea. Well, it makes yeah. me I had wanted to join. We we'd heard before before, like on Scarum, there are like little alliance guerrilla warfare rogue parties and stuff that will go around. And I thought that sounded cool, but also, getting paid to do that sounds awesome. I think yeah. we should all train. We should transfer over. You said there's no raiding alliance on your server. We'll be the one guild, and we'll take uh, we'll take money from people to murder other <laughs> right. guilds.
0: It is. It's a bizarre. Stalag is a bizarre place to be right now.
2: <laughs> I kind of feel bit, that about everywhere. Like, is there is there a server? Because for a long time, I was sort of using White Main as the default server there's a lot of there was a lot of people it was the biggest server for a while but big servers are just as crazy and weird as small servers like things are not normal there either inflation is a million times worse it's just on a different way yeah and, like what is a normal wow server i mean obviously it's probably neither of these servers but is, is right. medium population the the ideal
0: i have no idea um i kind of like in for a few reasons i like smaller servers usually you actually have access to or have a chance at a world boss which on large servers in general you never do yep never
1: even seen one on on white personally oh geez you haven't even seen one never seen one they're killed immediately by the mafias on the the observer the horde and and
0: alliance guilds work together they're killed almost instantaneously wow we had one guild that pretty much owned them like that for the first three phases uh they had like summoner alts that were all there and um stuff like that but they left pretty much every big guild has left our server so it's just it's like there's one high performing guild left and i think they're just in it for the long haul to be like big fish in a little pond for tbc cool cool well Mel and I have
1: been basically just—we've rated, of course, but we've just been doing beta, and we've been leveling. We've been doing some her, some heroic testing. That's been really fun, and we've been hanging with other content cr- uh, creators. We did this really fun Kara, uh, K- Karazan run. You can actually see it if you watch last week's YouTube version of the show because the stream blew up, so I had to put the audio version. I had to put something on the screen. So I put the, uh, I put our run on the screen. It's pretty much the runs entirety. It kind of worked out time, time
0: wise. Is that the one where I was giving you guys advice from your chat?
1: Yeah. Before you <laughs> took off to the bar and left us hanging. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> so yeah, it was me, Mel, corpse, uh, Jasmine got in there at one point we had Eden's main tank. We had ale, we had Willie, we had Mad Season, which is really hard not to simp on him, but I made Josh. it through, I made it through. Josh, and who else? Was there someone else that we do?
3: No, there was another Druid before Jasmine got in there, but I didn't know him.
1: But yeah, it was it was really fun. I mean, we, we pushed through it. We did have one almost wipe, but Mad Season claims since he survived, it wasn't a true wipe, so... We didn't actually (laughs) wipe the
2: entire time. That's some kind of rogue. That's what a rogue would say. Like, (laughs) I vanished. Uh, No wipe.
1: We did fail chess uh, once or twice, but then once we got it down, corpse took over the king, and we pretty much trounced that.
3: Okay, we failed it once because they let Josh (laughs) do the king, or they told Josh he had to do the king, and he's never done it before. And it wasn't pretty.
0: Josh is a great dude. He is a ton of fun. I wouldn't trust him with the absolute key portion of that uh, encounter, though.
2: Nope. You know something's coming when someone says someone's a great dude. Josh is a great dude.
4: <laughs> I really but- like him.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we did not. We, we went back after we were done with it all and tried to kill uh, Nightbane a couple times. But... That just wasn't happening, especially with the group we had. We had three warlocks, two shaman, a priest, a warrior tank, a paladin tank, and then...
3: Can we also mention the F-up that nobody had on keys? So you couldn't get like back into the dungeon mm. if you were a ghost, right? Like, Yep. But there Wait, was an what? easy
1: fix to that, though. It was an easy fix... Yeah. They someone just made a, a a level seventy rogue and just warped to it mm-hmm. and just opened the door for for, for people. That's so. Silly. Are, are you guys yeah. still
2: in like less than heroic gear? Uh, the gear is actually pretty
1: good. Like it is mostly blue, but all of us have researched and know where to go to buy the epics we could buy for rep because they give you all um, almost every rep in the game. So we've done that. You get all the best enchants. Everybody gets ring enchants, regardless of they're an enchanter or not. I mean, it's like so. We're still like it's probably comparable to next gear for a lot of classes. Okay,
2: cool. Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering so people have an idea of like what to expect with Kara. You think it'll be probably a challenge for the first couple of weeks for people? Then probably based on what you've seen.
1: Yeah, and Nightbane is going to be is gonna be a tear if they leave it in the current state that it's in, but it was a good time. I think you know it's supposed to be it's supposed to be you know easy but maybe not super easy that you could just go in and just do whatever and you know never wipe and i think it's I think it's in a good spot there's a bunch of different opinions out about it, but until we really get in there, we're just gonna have to see i feel like I feel like it's going to be the, the really good guilds are just going to trounce it and they can look forward to the other raids, but then the smaller guilds are going to have a good chance to do it. And there's going to be some small dad, 10, 10, man guilds that these guys played back, you know, when they were, when they were younger and now they're older and they're not super sweaty and it's going to be a good time for them. So I think it's, I think it's at a good spot. All right, guys. We've got a ton to talk about. Let's go into... (laughs) Time for the news. Okay, Burning Crusade, global release date, June 1st, pre-patch May 18th. The global release date is literally, as far as I know, the first time they have ever done this. It's going to release simultaneously across every region across the world.
2: They do that all the time now, I think. (laughs) Really? I I think that's how they handle all the releases now, is the global release. I think Shadowlands was like that. i I say huh. that's my. I think that's the only thing I'm referring to. I think Shadowlands was like, like that because I've seen. And I've also seen the maps where they'll they'll put like the time frame, and then they'll be like, "This area is at this time. This area is at this time." So I think that is the the new normal. I think. Well,
1: I stand corrected then. But yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. I personally am excited about it. I wanted it to come fast, honestly, though. I would have preferred the pre-patch to come a month. You know, I would have preferred it if they're going to release on June 1st. I would have preferred the pre-patch May 4th. But that didn't happen. I think also it didn't happen because they wanted to give speedrun guilds one last chance with DMF, which I don't care about speedrun guilds, but I guess some people do. So I guess I understand it, but... What do you guys think of this release date and the two-week pre-patch period?
2: Well, I want to just say I'm completely blown away that every single leak we've had for Classic has been correct. <laughs> it seems like everything that anyone has ever said has always been <laughs> true. Nax came out way earlier than we ever could have guessed. And now May 18th has been leaked forever as the pre-patch date. And yeah, it's just correct. Uh, but I think what people weren't expecting is this two-week period. But this was leaked before, too. But I had just disregarded all these two-week pre-patch timeframes because it just seemed so ridiculously short. Um, my my biggest evidence of that is the fact that they were letting people uh, level shamans and paladins on the opposite faction. So in my head, I would figure if they're giving this allotment they would give a normal player or an average player enough time to level those characters to 58 uh, would be my guess. Two weeks seems too short for that. Well, OK, so I thought the same exact thing and I'd been thinking it
1: for a while, ever since they said they were going to let shamans and uh, and dry and I are blood elves and dry and I. Level early, which remember I said they should probably do way back, mm-hmm. way back. But Josh on Countdown to Classic had this really cool episode yesterday where he brought on 18 people, non content creators, and he brought on 18 of them to talk about their opinions. And it was so neat because it was like breaking the content creator echo chamber like these guys had so many opinions i hadn't even thought of and one guy said he he was like well you weren't even supposed to get blood elves and dry and i early before so i mean you're getting two weeks be be happy with what you get and yes. i thought to myself that makes sense i can't argue that
2: i i totally i totally agree and i'm prepared for this response that's why my opinion is give no time I don't understand why we would give two weeks so that average players cannot level their shamans or paladins to 58, but anyone with set up gold or infrastructure is going to be able to get their shamans to max level. It's a it's rich a really get richer point. scenario. Anyone with friends or a guild or gold will be able to hit because, you know, we leveled bingo and it's going to be even less uh, time to level come pre patch. But we leveled bingo nine days uh actual, you know, real time nine days not going super hard, but I bank rolled like, it. The
3: mage rules aren't the AoE rules in place in pre-patch. But there the still will be
2: boosts. There will still be boosts. Yeah. People can do everything. It every just won't
3: boost. be as fast though.
2: Right. But um and it'll be probably more expensive. Right. The thing is that, that makes it even it's even a more rich get richer because if there are people flame strike doing uh Maradon, which I suspect there will be a couple people doing it. The, the barrier of the amount of people who can do the runs will, will be small and the demand is going to be really, really high. So it is, again, anyone with infrastructure or money is going to have this huge advantage over everybody else. Either don't give it to people or give people who are average players a normal amount of time. I really don't like only having two weeks or just keep it normal. Don't give people any time because that's how it's supposed to be. Uh, so it is to me, it's weird. That's a really good
1: point for that. Like you just brought that together even better by adding in the average players aren't going to be able to do it, but the really sweaties are going to be able to do it pretty easily. Sorry, Nay Smith, you were going to say.
0: Oh, I was just going to say if you look at someone posted this in my guild Discord uh, when we found out about the two week uh, uh, pre patch, like the average pre patch for a WoW expansion is something like 35 days. Like it's significantly longer than what we are getting. And I feel like it's it's almost like they're trying to fit it in to a quarterly report. Yep. Um, I mean, that could
1: definitely be it. It's the last month of what I thought was quarter two, but I guess some, I guess maybe Blizzard's fourth quarter is this is the fourth quarter. Did, someone told me that I don't know if it's true.
3: But isn't quarter two April May and June?
2: It's their fiscal. Yeah. Quarter, the right? fiscal
3: quarter, right? So they could have done it two weeks into June instead of June first, and still been in the same quarter.
1: Well, of course they. Well, because all the stuff you you pay for, which we're going to get into to later, is out in pre-patch. It's not out at the launch of TBC. So moving it two weeks, I don't see how that hurts anything. But sorry.
0: <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, like, I think I feel like it's overly cynical just to say this is just about, um, like, a business decision, but blizzard has not really given me a lot of like good faith like to give them at this point uh i think i i I think the two weeks is okay uh for leveling but i think they just want like the really hardcore people to have like a equitable setup for the Mm -hmm. world first race Uh, That way you can say, oh, we just didn't have paladins this time, or we didn't have shaman yet. So we didn't have bloodlust. So uh, this didn't really count. That's the, uh, that's my view on why they're just giving it two weeks.
2: Yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, it definitely, yeah. Whether that's the reason or not, it definitely does do that. It's a huge benefit to the more hardcore people uh, compared to sort of the more normal people, which, you know, if we're talking about, so a lot of us are in established guilds. So it's, hard to kind of think about what's going on, but there are going to be a, a influx of new players and a new player, their chance of getting into like an reasonably established guild is going to be much, much harder than if they had give, given them more time to hit max level with their shaman, learn to play a little bit. But now, like if I have a friend who played TBC when we were like in high school or something, um, actually, I think it came out in my, when I was in eighth grade. <laughs> um, if you're, you know, if he wants to come back and play a shaman, He's going to have two weeks to level. They won't be able to make that time frame. And if they want to get into a different guild than ours, how do you even do that when there's going to be established raid groups in those guilds already? I'm just not a huge fan. Um, it makes sense. And it is it is going to be cool that, you know, I'm glad that our guild is going to have our shamans ready. <laughs> you know, we're we're like the people who are rerolling shaman are going to be hardcore enough to be uh, 60 by the well, time yeah. it comes out. But yeah, it's just two weeks seems so short. It is really hard. You know, you don't want to just say it's a business decision. Um, but June 1st, May 18th has been the date for a long time. And then the, there was that leaked two weeks for a long time as well, too. Maybe like I think that their their schedule is just so much quicker than ours. I mean, Naxx came out a m- full month earlier than I expected it to come out. Uh, and that was not a like business decision. In fact, the the release dates were so bad compared to like Shadowlands and Nax, They were at a horrible time. Uh, so I, d- I don't even know if they would be even thinking business <laughs> uh, for some of these release dates. It makes sense yeah. if they're trying to, like, give enough time for, like, if they're trying to think other MMOs, you know, the Amazon MMOs coming out over the summer. They don't, if they were thinking about these things, June 1st sort of does make sense. You get that established uh, player base. But I don't even know if they think about those things when they don't even think about it for their own release dates with their own <laughs> internal games.
1: Well, I mean, okay. they could be thinking about 9.1 coming out. In two or three months after TBC, wanting to have people be done with TBC, grinding and everything so they could get them into 9.1. They could be thinking about the Ashes of Creation, Alpha. Could be a lot of things. Mel, you were going to say?
3: Yeah. So explain to me the point of pre-patch.
0: I think originally there was, like, behind the scenes they were working on, like, errors that were brought up uh like with the new talent systems like because with every pre-patch you get a whole mess of new content you, whole, you get a whole lot of new abilities or changes to stuff so i think originally there probably was some under the hood issues that they fixed with prepatch. i don't know if they have those now though with this
3: well isn't the beta for that too like you're saying this is more like a live
0: well the beta like i guess i i you're asking a guy that is in law to tell you about software development so i mean come on
3: Naismith. <laughs> tell me the well, ins and outs <laughs> like some, some of the some of
2: the obvious easy things to insert here is let's think about wrath of the lich king where it's a little easier assuming under the hood is the reason i can totally see how okay patch day or expansion day when the expansion launches there are going to be login issues there's going to be all these sort of server issues uh you know, the the new continent is probably going to be broken somewhere because we have so many more players now playing it more than that are on the beta with this many players are going to find bugs no matter what. So it's like, do we want to put Stormwind Harbor in on expansion day or should we do it a month earlier and like work out the bugs that come with these things, you know, work out the bugs of talent changes. And then when the expansion launches, you work out the oh, people can't log in issues. Oh, uh, Dollaran is broken. And then instead of having to fix like Stormwind Harbor when the actual expansion launches, okay, you're talking about Wrath. You yeah, I'm about you Wrath lost for a second. No, no, okay. no. I, said I was talking about Wrath for for TBC. There's there's way less changes, so it's not like as obvious that they need a ton of time. Uh, but when you're you know when you're affecting like the old world, it makes sense they would need time.
3: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is there the really the only reason that people are angry that this isn't a longer amount of time is because they want a chance to level shaman and paladins right well no don't don't get that's not the point of
2: no 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 no. totally totally off i'm not upset that pre-patch is two weeks i'm upset that tbc is coming out june 1st that's the difference i was already thinking that pre-patch was may 18th i just don't i'm not ready for tbc to be out june 1st I have professions to level. I've got characters to level. Like I have all these things that I want to get in and prepare for. So the shaman and paladin thing is one side. That's why I'm saying get rid of it. Like we don't we don't actually deserve to be able to level these characters. I agree. It does create some weird imbalance between the types of players who can do it. But for me, it's just June 1st is so soon that it's like I'm in now now I'm in a rush. That's like a few weeks. It's like three weeks from now we're gonna be in TBC. We got to get our dungeon groups together. So for me, it's just having that release date. They're announced like they announced TBC less than a month. The actual release date less than a month from when it was releasing. That to me is crazy. Isn't that weird? That's yeah, like that's crazy.
1: three months
0: for WoW Classic. So why the short because period? I don't get it. I I wanted to talk about that for a second because that was something that seems like really off. Like we have less than a month before this major release. And like I know a lot of people I've talked to the sweaty people in my guild like they want to take time off of work so that they can play a lot and we can't do that if um like we don't have enough time like some people require a lot more notice before they can get time off so this seems it seems like a very odd decision to have it be like to just try and force this in right on June 1st. And have they ever released a game like an expansion on a holiday weekend before cuz that isn't Memorial Day the 31st? No, no. Yes, okay.
1: Yeah. That was another thing I wanted to bring up that I haven't heard yet, but uh, M- Memorial
2: Day is the 31st. Oh, so the day after Memorial Day.
1: Yeah, so we're going to have that day off just to be like well, I could be leveling in TBC. I guess you get to do last pre patch stuff, but ah.
2: Yeah, that sounds like American centrism, but Blizzard is in America. Okay. So
0: <laughs> <let's-> <laughs> hey, you can go get that Tabard of the Protector down at the uh, Dark Portal. It's a special tavern. True. True.
4: That's a, I
3: just that's think true. there's, I don't know. Yes, I understand that it's short notice the actual release date, which does make it hard for people who wanted to take off work. I I get that argument at the same time, if they would have come out and said, TBC will be coming August 1st, everybody would have rioted, right? Like what? We're so ready for TBC guys. Come on. How many more times do you want to do next?
0: I mean, I I really do agree with you. I I'm happy that it's sooner rather than later, but it just seems rushed. That's my only like issue. Uh,
1: Kim uh, Kim Jong-un in chat points out that they might have seen a lot of subs bleeding out as Nax became on farm. I mean, we could see it on ironforge.pro. There's, you know, less than half of the people rating Nax than were rating Nax two months ago. And so it is kind of probably drop it off and probably a lot of subs or well, subs on both subbing sides. out
2: Shadowlands subs yeah. have been dropping like crazy too where I mean I've been a I've been a pretty big proponent of Shadowlands being cool but I also did quit back in December so <laughs> there hasn't been any new content for Shadowlands so I can totally understand that they want to get subscriptions in um but I I don't I don't necessarily think that I think subscriptions start coming when you have a release date I don't necessarily think that the release date is when people are going to subscribe though um if people yeah, had why would you start
3: paying for it though before like to level they said pre-patch pre-patch to
2: level. like you want to yeah. level in that time pre-patch is a great time and that's that's the reason i think two weeks is short is a lot of people coming back pre-patch is just when it makes sense uh to come back as like a hard okay things are way different so i'm not missing out on on any anything else going on but again that's why they're you can as long as you're not playing Shaman or Paladin, you just pay for the boost. I think that's really just what they want people to do. They almost don't want you to be prepping. They're just like, just pay. Just, you know, just buy it.
0: I didn't even think about that.
1: Well, people have made that point. But I say that point just doesn't make sense because the majority of people that, that want the time to work up are doing Dre and I or
2: Blood Elves. So they can't I think boost those. I think that's your opinion. On the situation, but I don't think it's necessarily the case. I mean, I have two friends who are leveling characters right now in preparation for TBC.
1: Right now, exactly. I've seen so much as uh, like flying around on Griffins, I've seen so much low level leveling. So I think people are already starting.
2: Oh, but you mean for pre patch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but there are going to be. Yeah, that's why it's just nicer to have these definitive dates ahead of time so people can make the decision for themselves. I just think that having less than a month between the announcement of the actual release date, has there ever been a game <laughs> that this big that is going to have that much short notice? Um, it just seems super weird.
3: They So my opinion on this is that they had the beta. They found a lot of things in the beta that they had to modify with the Karazan stuff and all of that. And I think they were like, I don't know how long this is going to take us. And if they give us a date and then don't hit that date, people will rage. We know that. And so then they've, I think things in the last beta testing kind of went better. And they were like, We're ready. Let's do it. Everything's good.
1: Well, Holly did say in a recent interview with, uh, who was it with,
2: Yip? Oh, uh, it was on Screen Rant.
1: Yeah, yeah. She she said in a recent interview that was just a couple days ago that they've actually had a huge beta scene, and they've had a ton of data. So that probably did help them in fixing things much quicker. And I mean, we got people like Corpse in, and Corpse reported every single bug. We had to wait for him to do it every time. (laughs)
2: i almost wonder i mean obviously it's not out of boredom but i i do kind of get the let's just rip the band-aid off we they might know that a lot of people really want tbc or maybe they're projecting that subscription rates are going to be really insane because a lot of the people a lot of my friends too like their first real expansion was tbc like vanilla's cool and maybe that's when you started playing but the real expansion was tbc they could just be projecting that you know uh, there's so many new subscriptions are going to come in even if the current player base is like a little annoyed by it, we're not going to not play TBC because it's coming early. Rip the bandaid off, launch TBC. Let's get people in the care of people doing arena. Like who cares that that could just be it. Maybe like, it's like almost like vanilla fatigue in blizzards point. They're just like, let's just get this going. Well,
1: okay. So for me, and I might just be because we do the podcast and stuff. I was I was bummed just because I was really excited about the pre-patch time and just the weird different things, you know, 41 point talents at level 60 <laughs> arena skirmishes BGs. When everybody's trying to get alts, the, uh, you know, basic first welfare epics. And it it was just, it sounded kind of fun to me just to have more time in that space. But there, you know, there was a lot of people that, you know, from the com- community that came on Josh's pod that were saying, I know I want it now. I don't care about you. I want it now, you know? And I, yeah, I, I mean, it might just be because it makes for great episodes and fun things, but I just really wanted more time. I'm honestly, it's not going to hurt me much to have June 1st and have a two week thing. The only thing that's going to hurt is that I'm going to have to spend more time working up guildies and boosting them, running up through quests fast, and less time having fun in BGs and skirmishes and stuff. Sorry, Day, you were going to say something? I was just going to say,
0: pre-patch is fun. Like, it is fun. Like, it, it's it's kind of zany, because you're a level, what, 51 warlock that is now running around with an ultra-powerful Felguard, like, pet. That is a lot of fun. Uh like, yeah, it is. Felguards running around BGs at 60 is really entertaining like the the 41 point talents are they're just fun because they're new toys for you to play with well, and not just the forty-one points. The talent trees on most
1: classes were completely reworked. Like, oh yeah, warlocks are like completely changed in how they work. Stuff was moved from warriors from one tree to the other. I mean, there's so many different things. We would have had a good time going into Naxx. You know, now I don't even know if we'll run an after pre-patch Naxx because it's so short. But but I was just going to say, say like else?
0: you're you were talking about the. Uh W- welfare epics which is like the like the high warlord gear and the warlord gear like those epics you can get those while they're i think they're fairly equivalent to tier two are still fair replaced fairly quickly in uh tbc some of them
1: some of them but mel and i have worked up to level 68 and i'm on my mel's replaced no gear uh because she's a tier like three and like
3: trinket i think.
1: Yeah, she's basically Biss, But uh, I've only replaced two, well, three pieces of gear if you count a trinket. And I'm in crappy Z like Z, like ZG loot on my lock. And we're level sixty eight. Now we haven't done a ton of dungeons working up, so it's possible there's stuff in there. But we've done all the elite quests, and even those like in No Grand haven't really given me things that are better than what I
0: currently have. Uh, what are you playing? warlock you should have replaced some stuff by then there's some (laughs) there's some quests like even in um hellfire peninsula there are some trinkets you can get there that
1: trinket is definitely one of the items that i those
0: those are really good uh terracar forest has a really good trinket for you oh god okay i
1: take that back four four pieces i have two
0: TBC trinkets. I am just proving how big of a nerd I am. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> Replacing, I mean, yeah. I mean, grinding and getting like a weapon is probably worthwhile, but yeah. You definitely wouldn't need to get a full like Grand Marshal set uh, in order to participate in TBC, but you know, grinding enough to get a weapon uh, is probably the worthwhile. The weapon's the big thing, hey, yeah. hey, yep,
0: yep. What's a Grand Marshal? I don't know what that is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Turn well, it sorry. around. Hi, Warlord.
3: Uh- <laughs> oh, gosh. No, but... Also, let's look at this like optimistically on Blizzard's point and say, hey, maybe they've listened to everybody on the fact that their content is coming out too slow. Like, come on. We were in MC forever. We were in BWL forever. <laughs> we were in AQ just entirely too long. Anytime an AQ is entirely too long.
1: You say that though, but like, just imagine how non-prebis we would have been going for forward had we been not been in there forever. You know what I mean? Like there's still stuff people don't have. You know, and it's it's been cool to be bis
0: throughout the game. I'm sorry, sorry. Mel is right. Anytime in <laughs> AQ is too long. In <laughs> it's AQ, too long. Yeah, AQ sucked. I, I loved AQ. AQ.
2: It's so big and open. You guys, what? you guys having done Nax maybe hate AQ, or maybe because of how much AQ you did, you hate AQ. But going from BWL for, like, nine months when you're trapped in these tiny corridors, it was a relief to be in, like, a big open. Like, I love that BattleGuard Sartura fight where you're just in an enormous room. I'm sick of fighting dragons in hallways.
3: (laughs) AQ (laughs) was, like, a relief. The reason I hated AQ the most was because the stupid gear didn't tell me what it was. and (laughs) It
1: was pretty annoying. So
3: my, you know solved to that was I just don't bid on anything unless like I'd got like a couple things that were like, you know, does the or- same thing. Yeah. No, but it's the tier gear for Nax. And like, it was much easier to figure out. If we
2: did gear the
1: way we do it now though, where we do it during slow times when something dropped, you would have had time to Google it real quick. The problem was is we used to do gear. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. But you're like,
3: Oh, I- Yeah, I should have rolled on that. There was also minimal priest upgrades,
2: and you can only look at items for World of Warcraft while you're in the raid. That's a really big problem too. Is there's no like you can't like Google it after raid or before raid. It really (laughs) (laughs) stinks. Or even before you pull the (laughs) boss, Atlas loot.
0: To build on Mel's point, not the gear just isn't confusing in AQ. It also looks like absolute garbage. Mm. I think all of it does like. Yip's going to hard disagree with you here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Look how cool I look.
1: It does look kind of silly on horn, but I think humans look pretty cool in like the warrior gear.
0: I am a giant goddamn cow with purple shoulders and this dumb purple helmet. Oh, I,
1: I I mean, that's your fault now. for being a cow. No, you, like- I know exactly why he hates the purple shoulders. It's the same reason that I hate purple. We both went to KU. probably and k-state is purple it's true
3: it's a better color (laughs) guys
1: look out
2: oh look at that oh i think only the shoulders are yeah the audio listeners
1: can't even see it oh that is such cool art (laughs) oh man yeah it's just you know i'm happy that it's coming out earlier just because i'm super sweaty and i'm gonna be prepared i've been doing it for a for a long time I just feel bad for the people that aren't going to be able to do it, that aren't prepared. And I think it sucks for them. And it just, it feels weird.
2: Yeah. I mean, no matter what, even, even if like, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, you know, pre-patch will come and go. We're like, we're going to forget about the fun times that we had. Oh, like, Oh, it's so fun to be in pre-patch. Yeah. yeah, We're going to forget or whatever. It just does feel rushed. No matter how you look at it, a release announcing official release date with less than 30 days before that release date. Feels rushed and sloppy. Whether whether they were planning on June 1st this whole time, it just feels weird. And I don't like people don't want to feel like (laughs) you're rushing it.
0: To me, this is like if Marvel announced that the sequel to uh Avengers Endgame, they just announced today that it's coming out, you know, in three weeks. It's a very bizarre situation where it's like they've obviously put a lot of money into this, but like, wait. Why is this here? Like there's no time to even advertise it.
1: But at the same time, I would love that cuz I'd be like, "Oh, well that's only 3 hours of my life, you know? I could I'm gonna go see that this weekend.
3: <laughs> I don't need to take off work for that."
2: But this is like the the comparison is like you don't have to get ready for a movie. If it took like 4 weeks to make popcorn and you wanted popcorn with the movie and it's coming <laughs> out in 3 weeks, exactly. you're like, "Oh no." i can't get my popcorn for the movie and that's I, I how haven't i planted it yet David. i don't even know my professions yet i have not decided my professions and now i'm like uh, uh, okay
3: okay but isn't part of that your fault like they announced it at blizzcon you could have been preparing this whole time
2: yeah but sometime in 2021 they didn't even say summer 2021. They said Just, sometime 2021. They said soon. Don't blame like, Blizzard. Very they soon. They no, they said beta soon. They said beta soon, I thought. Beta soon. Yeah, beta yeah, but soon.
3: soon in Blizzard terms has a very like flexible meaning.
2: Yeah, I didn't think they actually meant soon. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a problem that they gave themselves. If they've had average pre-patches over the years, it probably should have sat in that same amount of time the flack that they're getting, in my opinion, is deserved because they they just didn't communicate enough. This would have this would have been fine had they announced this a month ago, a month and a half ago. If we knew the two-week thing would be there, it would be like, okay, we're gonna play in differently. We're gonna play, it. you know, we're gonna gather up items that we need for our characters that are gonna be working up, you know, like the Stranglehorn Veil pages you would have gathered all those on it all to get ready for it. you would have gathered things that you could buy from the auction house like that you could just turn it immediately for quests. so you could have had it em- immediately people would have prepared differently and i think that's the biggest
2: problem yeah. is just how
1: fast they sprung
2: it all right two things let me put it into perspective they announced that there would be a tvc beta at blizzcon with more with more time frame between the announcement at blizzcon and beta between the announcement of actual TBC and TBC's release. So let's not act like it's normal that they announced it so crazy late and weird. How long has beta been out out? so quickly?
0: Just a quick note that uh, BlizzCon announcement, hanging out with Josh, like all of us did, that's where I met Bob and Mel. Yeah, it was and, a good time. And Bob and I just kept talking in DMs the entire night about stupid Kansas City stuff. Like,. <laughs> The fact that I was super drunk on, uh, was it Boulevard Tank 7 that night? You and I were both pretty, uh, yeah, we were pretty
2: out there. Finally, I want to address a a chat comment real quick. Someone said, if you haven't already decided your professions for TBC, you don't actually care that much about TBC, do you? I want to answer that with a a really, Ah. so let me, (laughs) let me, let me get this straight really quick, (laughs) no longer playing uh, who asked that. If you sit and think about something over and over again, does that mean that you don't care? If I sit (laughs) for when I when I go to make a car purchase, if I do due diligence and take a look around and shop around, look at the safety of something, you know, look at, you know, does does that mean I don't care about it? (laughs) Or is it actually that I'm taking my time to figure out what professions I want in TBC?
0: It means
3: you're indecisive. The because
0: only like, way to the only way to shop for cars is to buy the first one that you see that's right. red.
3: Yeah. Or or just look at WoWhead. What, whatever
0: cars, car, I don't recommend it.
2: Whatever car Icy Veins tells me to get, I'll just buy that car. <laughs> that's that's what I need to do. But in reality, I'm playing Warrior. Storm Herald is the best thing they ever created in this game. Um, however, it gives me zero PvE benefit, and I will be main tanking for my guild. And warriors are going to be lackluster eventually. So my question is, should I get professions that are going to help me PvE solely? Or should I actually take blacksmithing and then get that Storm Herald so I can smash people's faces in? That's why I haven't decided my professions. I'm not going to level blacksmithing all the way up if I'm not 100% sure. That's the route I want to take.
0: Storm Herald is cool. Yeah, it's,
1: it's expensive, right? So it's a yeah. big decision. It's not a small decision if you don't buy gold. Storm? You buy gold; it's a small decision. But sorry, Day Smith.
0: Herald uh, is cool, but the Lionheart Executioner—that's the best sword they have for any, for any. I think, in terms of just aesthetics, that is the sword you want to make.
2: Okay, for aesthetics, uh, y- sure. <laughs> yeah, well, we're talking about a four-second stun, dude. I'm, I'm talking about a, a seven-second chain stun, is <laughs> <It's> what I, <laughs> with my warrior, which is what I did in uh, an actual TBC. So the question is, do I PvP on my warrior, which I've already done at a very high level, or do I do something new? Maybe I play my mage for PvP and I just get, like, enchanting on my warrior for the little bonus I get from enchanting my rings.
1: Should do, you should do that, dude. I'm doing it literally for the reason that I did really well in TBC PvP on the lock I'm just not even gonna mess with it now because I don't want to ruin all oh. that beauty that I that beautiful yeah. memories that I had. I'm gonna start something new, I'm gonna learn something new, and I'm not going to realize how bad I am now at warlock
0: PvP. Oh god, I am I am reliving all of my nostalgia. Uh I am a warlock again for the first time since Mists of Pandaria. Uh if that tells you how long it's been since I've been a warlock.
2: I don't think it tells Bob anything about when <laughs> it doesn't, no, doesn't. was that was that two expansions ago? Missa Pandaria. God, I think that was
0: four expansions ago. Yeah, now. it's been
2: a while. Oh, it's been a while. It's been a long time. It's funny how Wasn't it's Was long... it after Kata? Yeah. Yeah. It's after Kata.
1: I think I I think I got a friend, like a recruit a friend boost to ninety after Kata. I logged in for fifteen minutes, saw that they took away talents, and I was just logged out.
2: Pandaria <laughs> is like my middle of college expansion so i was just like go away i'm playing world of warcraft at college now <laughs> get out of I my room finally
1: stay up as much as i want yeah to that me was alone. Like <laughs> no i don't want to go to the party goodbye <laughs> yeah
0: i was actually uh i i got a few top 100 u.s kills on bosses in vissa pandaria uh that was a really cool expansion i think it's yeah. bob you you missed out when you like, learned about the talents.
2: I, t- I totally agree with you, by the way. I think Mr. Pandaria was, was, was great. Dude, I watched
1: Kung Fu Panda. I got the gist of it. But <laughs> we should probably move yeah. on to uh, to something else. So we're going to talk about the Deluxe Edition next. But real quick, I wanted to give everybody a tip that I think is really neat. Now I have to start it off with a really big caveat. A huge warning. Caution. This could get hot fixed at any time before the patch. So if you're going to do it, I would do it right before pre-patch and make sure that it still works. But do was what? watching, I'm going to tell you, I oh, was okay. watching a uh, classic WoW Curious uh, video on, on YouTube. He's a YouTuber. You should check him out. But he showed that you could have someone buy you a mount from another faction. And then trade you that mount because right now, to buy the mount, you either have to be exalted or that faction. You can buy the mount, it binds when used. So you can trade it to someone else. So they traded it to me. I copied my character to the beta server. The tooltip has changed now, requires 150 writing skill, requires male or requires human, druid, blah, 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 blah but in the in TBC you have to have exalted to buy it but you don't have to have you know exalted to ride it you just have to have riding skill so on the beta last night i was riding around on a cat with blaze bob and it's something that's going to be real cool if you want a different mount going into TBC but you'll have to buy it before TBC, because if someone buys it in TBC, it's binds when picked up, not binds when used. So you won't, they won't be able to buy it for you and trade it to you. So rem- just like if you don't have eight, nine hundred gold to waste, don't do it because it's it's very possible that they could fix it prior. But we're two weeks out before pre patch. So you might be able to do this.
3: Apparently, Bob has nine hundred gold to waste. He does. <laughs>
2: uh, if you. <laughs> A side tip, all right. If you're a long run player and you're gonna be playing Wrath of the Lich King, it's time to suck it up. Just get exalted. Just get exalted. You're gonna need How it.
1: How easy is it though? Uh, it's just like with 500 gold cloth? of rune
2: cloth or something. I, I don't know the amount it is right now, no. like the cost. But you just turn in a bunch of rune cloth. Do some of the early quests. Like you can go back to the the zones and do them. I think and get a little bit of rep if you want. But you can just turn in rune cloth. The only reason I say that is because in Wrath. The amount of mounts you have in order to get like that mount collector achievement being exalted with all the reputations is nice anyway, because you just buy all the mounts and it's kind of required, I think, to hit that like 50 mounts when Wrath first launches. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's a sweet little trick to get like, to get on a tiger if you're not exalted.
1: I, I don't really care. Like he's gonna be my p v p guy so he's gonna yeah. be in b g s you know he'll be around azrath like and I just want a cat mount, so it was is it was a real cool thing. I'm only doing the one just in case like it doesn't work or something, but it was a risk I was willing to take, and i i if anybody's looking for that, you can't do that
3: if Could you buy yep's
1: right, and it's cheaper. I thought about it, but I didn't we can talk about that after the cast, but uh. If Yip's right, then getting exalted would would allow you to buy all of the mounts. And the mounts are a lot cheaper come uh, come TBC. So it might actually be cheaper in the long run to just do the, the Rune cloth turn-ins. But I, I, it was something fun that I saw. And if you just really want a certain mount, give it a try if you got some money.
2: Yeah, it's the easiest way to get on the mount that you want <laughs> right away. If there's a mount you want, that's that's the way to do it. Maybe.
0: Maybe. Unfortunately the mount I want is that tiger mount from ZG, so I'm going to have Same. to wait for that one. Yeah, I've got it on retail.
3: Can
2: <laughs> <laughs> Also, I'd just
3: like to point out that we've been on for like an hour and we've gotten through one bullet point. Just saying.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty big bullet it's point. It's the most though. important bullet point. Is oh, also, a- you'll be able to farm the, the ZG tiger with much less people come TBC, but Oh, oh yeah, you can do it with 4 easily Oh, nice we did it with three in wrath i got at the start of wrath when i got mine
2: yeah i sold it in wrath you know pal- just paladin things <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right so here we go all right so first off there's the dark portal pass okay and so the dark portal pass is basically the character boost that's going to be offered on May 18th. So that is clarif- clarified now. I did turn out to be right on that. Thank God I was right on something, right? And you're going to be able to boost May eight, 18th. This comes with apprentice riding skill, race specific mount, weapon skills up to level 58, which kind of pisses me off. I'm not going to lie. It took me a long time to get all my weapon skills up on the warrior, but okay, moving on. Access to certain flight paths, so maybe it's not all the flight paths now. Maybe Blizzard listens to Warcraft Reloaded, but a set of level fifty-eight magic green quality gear. So that's a, it's going to be that crappy gear we got with the level fifty-eight boosts on
2: TBC.
3: Why does it say magic quality gear?
2: Because that's green, green mat, green
3: quality
2: is magic. Is it? I don't know. know I'm guessing actually. Well, I'm it's, just uh, it's technically guessing. uncommon. I don't know why it's called magic quality here, actually. It's uncommon yeah. quality. Uh, it, so that is a little magic, bit odd.
0: Isn't magic what it's called in Diablo?
2: I don't know. No.
1: All right. Well, let me get through this. And we can talk about the rest of them. So
3: that is obviously the most important bullet point No, here, Bob. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you'll also get up to four rune cloth bags, 14 slots each, and you'll get a little bit of gold to start your journey. Whatever a little bit means to them. All right, what do you guys think about this?
2: Normal. I mean, I feel like we've gone through the gambit. I'm absolutely disturbed that you're getting it on May 18th and not June 1st. I think that's just the weirdest, silliest, strangest. I just don't even. I mean, I guess it, I guess the point is to give you a little bit of time to catch up and it's actually learn your character. Acclimate yourself, and yeah, yeah. you got to like make something of yourself. I just think that's like. That's counter to me. That's counterintuitive to um, this is giving people a bigger benefit. I, 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 I like the boost even less. I, I mean, I don't like the boost, but I like it even less when they're given time to actually hit 60 because boosting on June 1st when TBC launches, you're already behind everybody else. So you're not really it's not pay to win because you're actually behind when you're paying to me. Now you can kind of catch up with everybody in that two week period um, and I, they're
1: getting the chance to possibly raid too.
2: Yeah, the chance to possibly raid, which at the end of the day, I mean, for the for what the Dark Portal Pass is meant to do, which is just bring people back and into the community more, then I guess I do kind of agree with them releasing it earlier. The thing I was saying before about normal players being able to sort of find a guild and be able to raid alongside people. This is the best way to handle it so that they can catch up in that two weeks and have a chance to actually play with people. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it just is what it is. We knew this was coming.
0: <laughs> uh, yep. Y- Yip's right. Uh, We've known this is coming. This is exactly what I thought would happen. Uh, I I did think it would be released on, like, release of the actual expansion, but I...
1: So was I the only one that thought it was going to be pre-patch? I
3: I think they said it would be in pre-patch. They never
1: said. Yeah, they they never were super clear. Yeah, the
2: snapshot was pre-patch, but they never said that the uh, boost would be. Oh,
3: I assumed it was going to be pre-patch, but yeah, I don't know.
2: I think they played it vague on purpose,
0: just so they can reveal as little as possible. But that's just because Blizzard does that constantly.
2: We didn't even know it was paid.
3: <laughs> Blizzard's also been punished, though, for saying things and then them changing, right? Like, you get this all the yeah. time, right? They want trans- Everybody wants transparency, but then when they say something like, hey, we're probably going to have it do this, and then it doesn't happen, then it's all hell breaks loose then,
2: Yo, I agree. This is way better than them changing (laughs) it. But, like, they did, it was so vague when they announced it. I was saying, like, we've had episodes where we talked about whether or not the boost was paid or not because they just literally did not say anything.
3: Yeah.
1: Yep. And everybody seemed to say they said paid. Like, in all the content I consumed after BlizzCon, I'm like, dude, they never said it was paid. They just said there was going to be a character boost offered.
3: People are just cynical and (laughs) they.
1: Yeah, cloning was definitely said to be a paid service, but they never they never clarified the the boost
3: till now.
0: I mean, I've yes, been yes, I was actually on Countdown to Crusade and had a extremely lengthy debate with other people about the boost and like the veracity of it. I I I don't think I'm going to use it, but I I'm not like offended by it being included in the game like some members of the community are. It's I do think it will allow like a certain amount of the population to rejoin the game that has not been in for classic.
1: See, and I'm going to be completely transparent. I'm going to buy it for sure. Possibly like possibly on both of my two accounts. I mean, it feels crazy to me to leave an extra, you know, tailor sitting there, not making me two cloth a week to get my pre, my pre bis. It seems like crazy. If you have the money, it seems crazy not to do it,
0: Bob. Um, you can make four cloth
1: per week. Well, no, no, no. But I'll get two cloth for my specific
0: gear set. Yeah, yeah, your specialty.
3: Yeah, the people that are coming back for TBC that didn't play classic don't want to relive the classic leveling experience. <laughs> so, like whatever.
2: All my all my friends who who joined classic with me, like not my like hardcore gamer friends, but like friends from high school. We played World of Warcraft the first time around. All of them quit in the forties. they just didn't make it to sixty at all, and I think a lot right. of people have friends like that. I think at the end of the day, the boost is going to be so good for population it almost like i can't even now that they've announced it and we've had sat with it for a while i don't see a world where they didn't offer a boost <laughs> because the whole point is like if they wanted to play classic, they would be here. they would right have now. played exactly yeah. yeah, so that i uh, yeah, I mean,
3: I think people just have to get over the fact that. Classic isn't everybody's favorite, right? And it's not everybody's favorite. A lot of people just wanted to play TBC. And so here we are. And they don't want to level. And it doesn't mean they're gonna suck when they get to 60, like or 70. They, they know how to play the game or they want to play the game at the end time. So just let them let them have their thing.
2: Yeah. The other I, I wanted to say this with pre-patch earlier and I kind of forgot to. Um, but this like this could be the only time that we have. Pre-patch also, like, if you think about the long run of what Classic uh, WoW ends up being, we don't really know if there's ever going to be a progression server forever that goes from, like, Classic or goes from Vanilla to TBC to Wrath or however far they go. Um, so it, it, it could literally be that next time they do, like, a fresh for TBC, maybe it just puts everybody at 58. Like, maybe that's what TBC Classic is, what they want it to be in the future, where the focus is the Burning Crusade. Otherwise, you can go be on a classic era server if you want the one to sixty experience. Like for all we know, that this is how they're gonna handle the future of fresh servers for later expansions. Yeah.
0: God, don't threaten me with a good ser- time. Sorry, say good. I was gonna say, don't threaten me with a good time with not having to level. <laughs> well
1: yeah. Well, I mean, if they go the private server route, that would be the way. Like, did any private server ever progress? through all three first expansions?
2: Yeah, well like, yeah, not through them together, but like I think it, there were it, there were servers that let you boost all the way to the to the max level. There were servers that would let you boost to like 60 so that you could level in TBC and stuff like that, and there are servers that uh let you start at 1 and level through for the expansion, but I'm not sure there was ever a, there was never like a progression that went all the way through like we
3: are now. You're telling me private servers offered boosts? <laughs>
2: yeah they did i mean
0: sometimes <laughs> the paid scandal yep, yep one of yeah. one of the most popular tbc servers was Warmain's mains uh, uh tbc server which just had a cash shop for items <laughs> like you could buy war glaives
2: at the end awesome yeah i mean yeah so you know i don't know
1: yeah i saw so many videos of people out you know dueling there's like 50 people dueling and every single one of them has grand martial swords you know it's just like well i don't think that was a real server you know
2: yeah it's all about what you're looking for like those are obviously very different experiences but i mean i think that blizzard will be somewhere in the middle we're not gonna always have the most hardcore like uncasual friendly experience with these so yeah the boost is obviously here to stay it's what we expected. I think if if you like boosts, giving it to them not on June 1st and actually in the pre-patch makes sense, right? Like, obviously, for someone who doesn't like boosts, waiting till June 1st <laughs> it makes sense. But Blizzard likes boosts. They're putting it in the game. So uh, that's all fine and good. Uh, I think that that, you know, everyone has their opinions on boosts. But
0: Are you telling it. me that Blizzard likes money?
3: I still think it'd be great to give them like a boosted tag. On their nameplate, right?
1: <laughs> it's
2: their name dash boosted. That forever. would be
1: hilarious. Yeah, it would just be boosted. I actually have the name saved for the character that I boost. He is going to be boosted, Bob. I, nice. I mean, I'm just I'm just gonna owe it from from the very beginning and be like, yeah, I, I boosted. They offered it.
3: Yeah, I just if think I, it should be like a title, right? If
0: I if I boost, I might actually name him Naismith because unfortunately my character is not Naismith.
3: But oh no.
1: Oh, sad. Makes sad. sense.
2: All right, final point. Let's move on from the boost, though. But what's everybody boosting? Well, I boosted a paladin. I'm boosting a druid. I think actually.
3: I have a druid and a priest, and I've never played anything else.
2: So, are you not going to boost at all? I mean, you
1: have a druid, a priest, and a mage. She she might I not boost. Forget
3: about the mage. I don't want. I don't like my mage.
0: But it, wait, is your mage level sixty?
3: It's fifty-eight. Oh. Oh, Jesus. Uh. Okay. And I think I would like it more if I had the 55 water, but I don't. Aww. No, just,
1: I mean, just admit why you don't like it. Like, it's the PTSD of all the bickering we had doing AOE farms throughout oh, our lovely process with our it. mages.
3: <laughs> it, and Bob constantly telling me that he was right and I was wrong. And I'm like, I just want you to look at this again. You're running this way. And it clearly states that we should be running this other way, but yeah, that's probably why.
2: (laughs) Just a just a tip as a major. I love AOE farms. I've done solo. uh, Yeah, don't duo AOE farm. Duo no. Duo is awesome. Duo mage is a huge mistake. Duo for AOE, you definitely want to go mage priest or mage paladin, and you'll have a much better time where you just have.
1: Yeah, that th- th- that was the biggest problem. We both could do the different things solo. It's just right. it was too chaotic with two people.
2: Yeah, what what allow, you know, what Paladin and and Priest allows you to do is you kind of have different jobs in the AOE pulls and you can do mega pulls bigger than a single mage can do. But it's you don't necessarily. Yeah, like when you have two mages that can each solo it, you can end up with some really like annoying situations. <laughs> it's just like oh. the slimes. Oh, I know. It's the slimes before uh before patchwork where everyone has to AoE them down or they'll like one shot you. Imagine two mages on like opposite sides of the room AoEing them and they just spread out everywhere.
0: <laughs> we actually had some really impressive uh boosters on our server that just they duo maged strat hole. And they did an impressive amount of trash in there. Yeah, yeah really, that's
1: yeah. actually like that's actually meta for the strat two man pole. To do two, two mages, but it's a specific route you have to take and everything.
3: Yeah. I could boost a priest and go shadow.
2: Oh, yeah. That's what um Kim actually was mentioning it in chat just now. But I think uh, some people want to do that. Boost like the same character of a PvE and PvP and just roll with it like that. Or Well, I was
3: going to PvP on my druid, but oh, yeah. shadow priest is good as PvP too. And I kind of like thought of not healing.
0: I don't know. Druids are so goddamn useful in PvP. Like, I know. That's
3: why I leveled a druid.
0: Their toolkit is so ridiculous once they get cycled.
1: Instant cast, man. Instant cast rule the day a lot of the times. And it makes it, you know, it it makes it just an easier play play style. Don't at me. But,
3: okay, wait. No, 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 no. We have not finished this topic. One more thing. If you could think of a good character for me to boost. What would it be?
1: Who? Paladin.
3: No, I'm asking <laughs> you. Tell me what you think I should boost. What do you think I would be identify with?
1: Paladin. I mean you've only healed ever, besides the maid.
3: That's not true. Questing a lot, you get mad at me because I don't heal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's so true. Rogues can be pretty fun. Oh, and you know,
3: that's so much they, stress.
0: It's a pretty really big can. learning curve, though.
3: The melee stuff, like, really, I don't know. I don't have enough, like, elemental eyesight. shaman.
2: You can't boost the shaman. there no, shaman. We're talking oh, about. Yeah, boosts. you can't boost the shaman. I was gonna say the, thanks. Yep. I can see elemental shaman because it's it's kind of simple DPS. And then it's oh, also like oh, am
3: I simple? Is that what you're talking well, about? Well, no,
2: like the rotation of damage is, is simple, but then you also have like the support buttons and stuff. Like your totems and stuff act like support. So it's like half support, half DPS. So it's like a good transition from healer to DPS. Oh Elemental's
3: my. the caster, right?
2: Yeah. Yes. If you see if you ever PvP and you see just a whole
0: lot of lightning, that's an elemental show.
3: Got it.
1: All right. So the last thing on this topic, though, is I had it later in the notes, but I think it makes more sense to talk about it now. It's just the the price point of the dark right. the dark portal pass, which is the boost. They just called it the dark portal pass, but it is thirty nine ninety nine. Do you guys think that you guys think that's a fair price?
2: Um, maybe maybe even a little cheap. That's how I feel about it. It seems a little bit cheap for what it for what it takes to get from one to 58 currently and that the time and gold it takes Uh, 40 bucks is a steal. I think I think it's high enough, though, that like you're not going to get people doing it for fun. I was definitely going to boost on both my accounts. I'll probably just boost on one of my accounts (laughs) now. It's for like 40 actual dollars is a lot. But what you get for it, it's worthwhile. It's just is a lot of money. (laughs)
1: Well, it's yeah. cheaper than retail, and retail is astronomically faster to level up a max character. So it's just interesting that it is this cheap, to be honest.
3: How much is it in retail?
1: I it's, believe... It's 50 for an
0: expansion in retail, I thought. For, yeah, for an expansion. For the basic, for the basic version.
1: The basic thing. But the boost, like, when I looked it up the last time, was like i thought it was 80 bucks
2: yeah it's expensive uh if you're just boosting and it doesn't come with anything else
3: maybe it's 80 bucks because they're like you're just super lazy like it's super fast to level in retail (laughs) i don't know that i haven't done it but that's what yep tells me
0: well uh i was thinking like the 40 dollars price point is that how expensive it was to buy tbc back in the day
1: I believe, yeah, I believe TBC was thirty nine ninety nine. The expansion, it wasn't sixty.
0: That's. I think that's just. Maybe that's just a coincidence, but that's what I think it, the, they got the price point from.
1: Well, at that time, though, like TBC, you could buy just TBC, but you could buy was it the Battle Chest or was that Warcraft? If you could buy like the two together, because you still had to buy World of Warcraft, which dropped to twenty bucks.
2: Yeah, they did have the battle chest. I'm not sure when it came out, but they definitely did have the battle chest. and You had to buy both vanilla and TVC uh, together. But yeah, I mean, this is clearly just their, uh when we had I, I think it was Melderon who brought this up and I'm really in tune with this idea that it's just the they're just getting the box price for something else like they're they want the box price just like with the copying of the character. They want the box price. and they're gonna get it with some digital service and this is just the one that they're getting it with
1: yeah i i'd have to say i'm pretty i'm pretty happy with the price
3: which is fine like it's not something you have to do so if people want to give blizzard their money and they can keep making improvements like whatever
0: it is it's the free-to-play game that you know you have to pay a hundred dollars to like get all the equipment unlocked or some stuff like that, but.
1: I don't I don't think it's as bad as that, but yeah, you know, I don't think this is a clash clan situation quite yet. But
3: you don't have to pay. No,
0: you don't. Like it's completely optional.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. an optional pay. Like if you don't want to put in the work, you can pay. But it's not like you're gonna fall behind if you don't pay.
2: A Shadowlands character boost is sixty dollars currently, as of as of May seventh at eight forty five PM EST. 2021 it's $60 okay, okay it that's interesting if
0: blizzard ever did like open a cash shop where you could like actually buy gear i think that might be the end for me like it's mm-hmm. just not something i would be
2: yeah yeah and so, as oh, we yeah. as we talk about some of these items like I f- people throw around the word pay to win way too freely as if like yeah it, it pay to win means something and the things that they've offered us so far i don't even think a boost to 58 is technically like pay to win um i think that it's like pay pay to you know not waste your time but you're not getting ahead of anybody with these right. magic I- level items <laughs> that they're yeah they're pretty that's the thing items. is that
3: when you when they start making you pay for items with real money that you can't get by doing something else or even if they let you buy items that you can get in dungeons that's it. Like that's that's the pay to win feature because
1: you're actually y- you're actually going to be behind the curve doing this boost as opposed to getting mage boosted because mage boosting the rule set across the board is it's free for all loot they kill everything you get to go loot everything and lots of them don't even re reserve epics so. You're getting a ton of cloth. You're getting a ton of things to work up different trade skills and all this different stuff. So you're actually behind the curve taking the 58 boost. Besides the flight paths, the flight paths and the weapon skills is pretty sick for a lot of classes.
2: Yeah, but none of those are things that you work toward in this game. No, no one's saying like, whoa and bob has max weapon skills i do <laughs>
3: like no we hit our, we hit rats Did you know Yip in a sewer has all the flight paths
2: yeah like yeah like that's what i mean like these aren't things that are impressive in this game these are bare minimum time wasters in this game you're not yeah. getting a max carry for gold which by the way guys this game is pay to win but because gdkps exist there are is already a much more transparent pay to win aspect of this game than anything else that's been coming out so far and even retail wow doesn't have like pay-to-win options right you have i mean they other than what i'm talking about paying people real money in order to like right. get raid gear and stuff like that they've but, like, always Blizzard made it cosmetic yeah. i don't think we're ever gonna run into a situation where classic is either. gonna have like gear <laughs> for sale or anything like that so no i don't think they will either
3: that's a that's a line i think they know not to cross
2: <laughs> i would honestly I'm, I'm gonna call it here this is a little bit crazy I'd be I'd be pretty shocked that if in classic they ever even had an actual item like an actual shop where you can purchase things that they're consistently adding new like items to that. That would surprise me even uh, for classic. I think so it would depend
3: yeah. if it's popular if like. Lots of people want them out and lots of people do this like maybe mind.
2: yeah maybe like after wrath and they like redo everything about how they're going to do classic but as classic is now like it would cause so much bad faith in the community (laughs) that there's just no way it's
3: not worth it to them they'll probably end up losing money
2: yeah so yeah for
1: me my my hard stop would be either looking for raid or looking for group if it wasn't solely on your server or it would be trans transmog unless you could toggle each individual player could toggle transmog on or off, so a player could choose to never see transmog.
2: Like that's well, the only I way that I would accept blog. it. I hate. I love it, it. I I love it. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's the boost. What's, I mean,
0: yeah. wait, wait. What's with this like transmog hate? That's like the weird. That's a very <sighs> weird line in the sand. I don't or should I not so, even bring this <laughs> up. I,
2: I <laughs> want to explain it because Bob has talked about this eighty million times. Yeah. Bob doesn't like that when you're out. Out in the field, you can't tell the stats of someone's gear by the cosmetic appearance of the gear. He wants to be, to be able to eye licked. you up. He wants to be able to eye you up and be like, ah, you're wearing tier three. I shouldn't fight you. You know, like he, he, that's what he wants.
3: But it's still like you're kind of excited when you get a new piece of gear because everybody can see it.
1: Yeah, and I want to be able to see the gear they have if I want to go expect some somebody. But I do understand the neatness of like transmog competitions and stuff. That's why if it, you know, it's the same thing I talked about with the graphical change. As long as everybody could toggle it on or off, it wouldn't bother anybody. So as long as you could do that, I would be cool with it. And I'd actually partake in like some of the stuff I, you know, I in town, I would have it turned on, you know, I think it was neat.
2: I will just say that I, I, I pretty much agree with like TBC and even maybe wrath with that sort of stuff. But There's like nine versions of WoW that exist. Transmog is like a necessity in retail (laughs) WoW.
1: (laughs) And in retail, I guess because of the stats being homogenized, you can tell someone's gear, like pretty much anybody's gear per class by their amount of health is what uh, Mm. Melissa's brothers told me. So you don't really have to like eye them up like you used to. So I guess it kind of makes sense there. I'm just saying I don't want it. I don't want to have to see it. You know, that's, but, but sorry, that's total tangent. Let's
0: move on to. Wait, hold on, Bob. You don't want to look like your a Q40 purple shoulders for the rest of your classic career. That's surprising to I like to me.
1: looking like a clown. Okay. <laughs> that is the warrior, Fury Warrior way in classic. While I walk and you know what I do? Like right now, I'm walking around storm, a stormwinded full tier three, even though I never wear it anywhere else. Full, I'm walking around in stormwinded oh, full tier three, that. so I'm already transmogging. So that's
2: that's, yeah. it, that's because tier three looks amazing. It does, yeah. It, there is something funny on Thaddeus, though. We kill our side Does I assume every guild splits up melee and ranged. You don't technically have to necessarily, but um our side just has all melee and then all the warriors jumping across to Thaddeus all wearing the same outfit is just so silly. We're just all the same person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the only difference is the weapons yeah. for my guild. Like same. every warrior looks the same.
2: Yep. It's just weapons. Yep,
0: yep. Well, yeah, I get it
1: changes for me depending on if we're on trash or on bosses. I look quite a bit different in those two situations, but let's move on to the Deluxe
2: Edition, and,
1: yep, do you want me to let you read this?
2: Um. Yeah, I can read it. Like, word for word, the blue post. <laughs> y-
1: yeah, well, just tell them what they're going to get with the Deluxe uh,
2: Edition. All right, well, the Deluxe Edition, I mean, it's an unbeatable deal. So let's talk about some of the benefits. <laughs> All right, you get the <laughs> keep phase. Keep it going, keep it going. Now, you get the reawakened Phase Hunter mount a creature that draws on the otherworldly energies that transformed Draenor into Outland for use only in Burning Crusade Classic and designed to match the look of the original expansion. I will say there is a Shadowlands version and a and a TBC version. I think I actually like the TBC one better weirdly. Like there's something rugged about it that the nice graphics of uh retail can't kind of they match. They actually
1: brought back old uh TBC artists to make wow. it. Wow.
2: I, I actually they, did not yeah, know that. Yeah, they
1: mentioned that in the in the article that came out from
2: Holly. That that's that's actually really cool. Um so here's kind of like where things get a little wonky. Uh I think that I mean, I guess the mount's pretty wonky, but we've talked about the mount a lot. We haven't talked about some of these other items. A dark portal hearthstone oh, wait, for Wait, can use, I ask
3: a question? Of course. Is the mount a flying mount or a ground mount?
2: No, it's a ground mount exclusively and okay. we can talk about this more. Hey, in- yes. No, no. Go, go
1: ahead and tell them what is later in the notes about it, the way it works with riding skill. Yeah, that's so a bit of big like, I, mix up.
2: I was the champion of our guild, trying to calm people down this last week uh, because some people were worried that the if you bought this deluxe edition, the mount would just automatically be a hundred percent speed. But luckily, it will match your riding skill. So if you have alts uh, who you bought Epic on, you did not waste your money. You're not gonna get an Epic mount for free. You do it, will match your riding skill. They said if you don't have Epic, it'll be 60%. I assume you also will still need to train riding in some form uh in order to use it at all.
1: Yeah, you will have to trade both ridings unless you're a Paladin or a warlock, which get it free basically. Yeah.
2: So so you don't have to worry. It's again not pay to win, you're not wasting any money. Maybe there's a little bit of a gold bonus here. Uh, by getting the mount, but it's not like this insane thing. The only big, big thing is that you're getting uh, a unique mount that never existed in TBC, and we, we've talked a lot about it and uh, the pros and cons of and what the systems that we would like to see that would make it better. But uh, that's what you get. The next thing is a dark portal Hearthstone, which provides a unique visual effect inspired by the gateway between worlds. Um, so a Hearthstone with a different effect coming in TBC. That's pretty. Yeah, I don't know what crazy do you even know what this is i saw
1: visual effect yeah i saw it showing portals like it showed the dark portal over this person and then it showed like a yeah so in
2: in retail there's a bunch of these where there's like little hearthstone toys that will do different things like on hearthstone they'll be like this is gonna sound weird but i'm pretty sure there's one where like four four dwarves dance around you or something like the (laughs) innkeeper's daughter or something um wait what I might, I might be getting that confused with another toy that exists too. I, but I see
1: the visual, and I don't think this. I don't think this is cool.
2: Um, I don't care. Yeah, it's a little odd. I, I worry about. See, the mount to me is not that big of a deal. This is actually a bigger deal to me because just so many new visuals coming into the game will make me feel yeah. like I'm not a part of like this anymore. That's my biggest problem in retail. Is like it doesn't feel like WoW anymore because of how many different. Things are going on that I can't identify. <laughs> I'm like I'm like an old person. Like this isn't what
3: I know. I guess it does make it. like We all know what Hearthstoning looks like, right? You can tell if somebody's her yeah, And
1: This, and this is will nuts. make it look it different. It puts a huge dark portal behind you, like a, you know maybe a you know half of your height taller than than you. Like I watched the graphic and it's. Yeah. It's it, it puts a it puts some different portals behind you. It depends on the portal. Like, I think it's like an RNG thing, but it's definitely gonna make someone leaving a dungeon or someone in storm. It's gonna be a little bizarre for TBC. This, this was the one thing I actually it's had a big, problem right? with.
2: Yeah, isn't it like a little bit too
1: big? <laughs> yeah, it's really big.
3: Yeah, but is it a game breaker or a game changer? Like, it doesn't. It's Hearthstone. It's not a move or anything. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's just it's going to crowd the graphical areas that you're in. It's going to be a little weird, I think.
3: Well, it's 2021, so your computer should be able to handle it.
0: This is something that will be weird for precisely one week. Yeah, and then you you will be used to it. And right. And I I, ju- I don't see okay, this. Okay. I, I don't see this as a big deal at all. But what I, if there's 20 of
1: them in two years? Twenty I different mean, Hearthstones. Okay, if we're talking about the slippery yeah. slope
2: of, hearth, of Hearthstones. I don't care that much. That, <laughs>
0: that, that, I hate to say this, but that is kind of a slippery slope fallacy. There, like, yeah. we could we could what if like any point that they have given us in this collector's edition to the point where I don't want to play WoW anymore. This but, is do you the only that, one that scares me.
3: Do you think that putting this in or taking this out increases or decreases the price point of this at all? No
1: no i just i just don't like the like what what yip and i were saying earlier just literally the the actual
2: effect is what we're complaining about like there are hearthstones this is the most intrusive hearthstone that i think exists like even in retail i could be wrong about that but there's not that many intrusive hearthstones there's other hearthstones and some have small effects this is just really big for some reason it's like really like
3: you know what i (laughs) wish that they would have made it. would have made me buy it instantly if they gave me a hearthstone that put a Pally bubble on me when I'm hurting, <laughs> oh, yeah. and pay, I was win, baby. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But yeah, Take I mean, uh, listen, I mean, I, I think it's, I don't care really. I think it's a little actually more egregious than the mount though, as far as like, if people have an issue with like uh, things looking different than TBC, this is a much bigger change than riding on a, a, a phase Hunter Mount. I think they did a great job uh making the phase Hunter fit in with the aesthetic of TBC. Um, And it is like, you know, it's a mob that is introduced in TBC. So I think it's cool. Uh, You also get the Dark Portal Pass. So you're $70. Oh, I don't think we even talked about the price. It's $69.99. And it will come with the Dark Portal Pass, which is $40, which we just talked about. So the actual upgrade is only $30. So it's the same, exactly the same. And you can only get one of these. So if you get the Dark Portal Pass, I think you'll probably be able to upgrade to the higher one but you won't be able to get this and then also boost another character on your account you just get the one yep. Um. and then finally 30 days of wow time which is worth like $15 ish Um. so in reality you are paying $15 ish dollars yeah. for uh Yo, oh I totally missed the path of Illidan toy also so you get the hearthstone which I
1: want to talk about yeah, too I,
2: I, I thought I, I was like something isn't right here uh, the path of Illidan toy uh, and it causes your character's footsteps to leave flickering fell fire in their wake for a short amount of time. I actually haven't seen this effect.
1: This is actually, I have seen the one they put on. I'm a little bummed because I know for a fact it's not the same one. So this was a card re- reward from the trading card game. And I got it on Stun, stun Dude, who was my, uh, my rogue in uh, Wrath. And it was the coolest thing. Because you would use it and then you would have this buff where as you ran, your footsteps had like this green fire coming out from each of them. And it'd go about five steps behind you and then disappear as you ran. But I used to use it all the time. Now, what's interesting is this doesn't say it's a consumable, but the one I got from the card game, it was either 200 charges or 250 charges.
2: Oh, yeah, this is definitely just going to be a toy. Uh, yeah, yeah, you
1: should be able to use it, but it looks the graphic does look a little different than the one that I had. The one that I had, th- I thought looked a lot cooler. This one is a little bit more sparkly on your feet rather than leaving your footprints on the ground. Like you kind of your feet did really light up with the original one. Yeah,
3: so, so I can have sparkly feet for fifteen dollars. Yeah,
2: fell fire mm-hmm. feet on on your feet. So, so fifteen fifteen dollars, you get a mountain, the Burning Crusade classic. You get a mountain retail. Uh, you get a dark portal Hearthstone, which will is the, they ruined c- classic with the dark portal Hearthstone. I think everyone <laughs> here agrees, <It's> including Naismith. <laughs> um, yep. The path of Illidan Toy with yeah. a Fellfire Feet, and you get that for fifteen dollars is basically what you get if you were going to get the dark portal pass anyway for forty. Uh, assuming you're going to buy WoW time anyway for you know fifteen ish dollars uh, if you're buying month to month. And uh, yeah, I mean, the deal, I think, adds up pretty much like most of their collector's editions for retails and things like that, where once you get some of the benefits you are going to want anyway, like the boost in the day, wow, time the cost, $70 at first is like $70, oh, but it's not uh, really $70. It's it's pretty good. It's a pretty good deal overall. Um, some of these toys is are a little one
3: time purchase. And I think that was something people were kind of worried about it is yeah yeah this isn't place.
2: a shop yeah it's not a shop or anything it's just a one time you know you spend that money you get a couple things out of it
1: and honestly for alts and stuff just you know i mean mounts aren't that expensive but you're gonna have a mount you could use 60 percent at, at at level although it did say level 40 so maybe you can't use it from
2: 30 to 40 maybe yeah, they that.
4: I,
3: I think yeah, they maybe they
2: typoed me. that. Yeah, I, I, they might have just forgotten. I think it's actually Do cool. you guys remember
3: leveling when you got to level 30 and you could get him out? It was level 30, right? Well, it was 40 in Classic. 40.
1: It's 30 after we go to TBC prepatch. Oh,
3: okay, do you remember when you got to level 40 in the gloriousness yeah. of not I went having to, Baird to walk? to and Bay
1: and got the Black Stallion. Yeah, it was when leveling got fun. Yeah. I, I got that, I got I that
0: giant Kodo, and it was wa- it was glorious wandering <laughs> through Un'Goro Crater with that giant fucking thing that pulled every goddamn mob <laughs> I walked did,
2: past. Did you know that uh, mm. Torin weren't supposed to have Kodo, and they were just going to run really fast everywhere? Yep, that <laughs> is yes. definitely
0: a fact. <laughs> that that would have like, been cool. Ugh. Planes... Plane striding is awesome and it should have stayed in the game i think it's hilarious i really think if druids
1: have the the forms i really think it probably should have that would have been really cool i I think
2: so but okay so i just want to make a point on the actual (laughs) deluxe edition um i think it's really cool that they're incorporating uh some tcg stuff backwards into some of this collector's edition stuff if they continue on that path I think it's hard to get a lot of complaints from these sort of collector's edition things. If some of these are reminiscent or, you know, an homage to the TCG or, you know, if there's some way to get some of these items, like you said, you had it before. Uh, I think that's totally cool. I don't think that there's anything that we haven't talked about uh, with this. You know, the the toys are cool. We knew this was coming. $70 price point is really the new thing. And yeah, it's not that much money. It's almost it's actually cheap i think it's actually kind of a discount compared to what you get in out of retail collective editions
1: yep and we don't know for sure i don't think they've stated yet but we're pretty sure that you get the mount with every character
2: yeah yeah you would probably get the mount with every character which yeah it's not it's not quite pay to win quote unquote but you, you'll save yourself a little bit of gold if you are going to be leveling a bunch of of characters or you yeah. have a bunch. Of i just want
4: everybody mounts. there's going to be
1: want, a lot of well Ale already created a weak aura to automatically slash spit on anybody on the mount as <laughs> you go by them, so there will be that meta game going on too. <laughs> there
3: will be, but I want everybody to really think about this and realize that we are not paying for the TBC expansion. Right, it is given to us for free, and you have the option. To donate to your Blizzard fund, if you would like to get some cool things.
2: I like, actually have a problem with that, though. Why? One, they didn't have to create the expansion, which is why there's correct. Was a cost but they could have still charged
3: us. It. You're telling me that there's been no resources put in. That's not how
2: gamers work anymore. Like, I actually don't believe that box prices are are that real of a thing. Like, think about all the popular. Did you pay games for Shadowlands? Days. Yeah, Shadowlands, but they had to develop it. Like that is i I do agree with some point, like some development time is okay for the most part. But I think that paying for Shadowlands is a little wonky too.
3: Right, but Shadowlands is like sixty dollars, right?
2: No, it's like thirty or forty, and then you get like the benefits
3: or whatever of other stuff. So I'm saying like half price, even because it's not like they just put TBC out an exact replica of what it was before they did put time into it and they did put a lot of investment yeah, but into the game I pay $15 a month
2: it. I pay for this game you're acting you like this $15 is a to a play month game for
3: shadowlands
2: but no I don't <laughs> I don't play shadowlands I pay $15 a month for a classic so I think it's a little it's a little weird to just ignore that fact that we're playing a 15 year old game and paying full price of of you know the monthly fee for it um I don't think Dude, games are
1: buddy yeah, our buddy Death uh Deathblow, who used to do the high dude podcast, makes fun of us constantly for paying the fifteen dollars a month for pay, playing a fifteen year old game. I'm just like, do try it.
2: Come on. League of Legends, Counter Strike. Um, yeah, I think Apex Legends, like every almost every game that's popular these days is free. Warzone, Call of Duty Warzone. Almost every game is on a freemium model of some sort. So I think that paying for an expansion that already came out like that's normal is actually not normal for the industry at all. I think that expansions are normally like for an MMO. Yeah, I think it's OK to pay, but it is like this is a weird territory we're in. So I don't mind people being upset, but this is obviously how they're getting the box price out of TBC, right? The Dark Portal Pass and this. I think it's fine. I think these are fine things. So I don't want to argue with them all too much about it because I think that this is fine. Um, But yeah, it, it is like an old game or whatever. I, but They're not really making you get this at all. Nothing in here is so attractive that you got to be like, oh, I don't want to pay. But now I have to pay $70. It's not a flying mount that you get. It's like a hearthstone toy. Like, whatever.
1: It's yeah. This isn't the thing. If you want to be the most efficient, you do have to pay for a character boost for certain situations. Like for my situation specifically with a lock it's just going to be extremely good to have another Taylor and period. That's just it, you know, like, but there's definite cases where you don't have to buy it. Nays Smith, what do you think about the whole deluxe edition? I don't think you've chimed in much.
0: Uh, Sorry. Like, this is just, this is exactly what I thought they would do. So I like I, I don't really have strong feelings on this. They're doing everything they can to monetize the transition from Classic to uh, TBC without actually, like, charging people to do it. And it's <clears> – <throat> like, it, it's what I expect from them because they would get such a big blowback if they actually did charge for a TBC expansion again. Oh, yeah. Like, like having su- like making us pay twice for an expansion, the de- de- pretty much the exact same thing is not something I think that would like I don't think classic would survive that, but <clears throat> like the fact that th- we have an additional service that they've actually never offered before, and that is the like character clone. I know we were going to talk about this later, but. That's something new. Like, actually keeping a classic server open is something they've never offered people before. And I think that's. Well, that is a
1: perfect transition to what I was moving us on to right now. You're going to hate me. But. So, yeah. But you could let Final, next, no, final no, calculation.
2: On. Final calculation. If you want Fellfire in retail, it's a $50 card on eBay. So put that in your oh, calculation. Oh. All right, go on.
1: But it, it, I don't know if they changed it. If it's the card that it's the same card that I got and it's only 200 to 250 charges. Even
2: bigger reason to buy the deluxe edition of (laughs) T Let's move on. Hey, compare that to the
0: $12,000 spectral tiger you can get from the TCG.
2: Yeah. That's
0: not what it costs these days. That's what it was on eBay a few days ago. Oh
1: my
2: goodness. (laughs) Because
1: there's only a finite number of them left. It's a very small number. There's still boxes that are left. Like there's a whole meta for that. Like, People would open up a certain amount of the cards. And then, if they got like a specialty card, they knew how many specialty cards were average per box. So then they just sell the packs after that. Like it's a, yeah, it's a kind of a big thing.
0: I actually have one of my friends actually has a code for a spectral uh, tiger and he is saving that to sell. That's someone. a
2: good I mean at this because like a thousand dollars I mean this is going to sound crazy but a thousand dollars okay I understand getting a mount for a thousand dollars it's it's prestigious what twelve thousand dollars is like hold on we're talking about like down payments on stuff now we're not a whole thousand dollars
3: He didn't
1: say he would pay but someone who was very wealthy possibly would.
2: Yeah, I can, I could understand. I mean, okay, a thousand. Once you hit the thousand mark, it sounds crazy. But like the Spectral Tiger in my time was always like eight hundred bucks, nine hundred bucks, and yeah, it's a lot. But it's also the most show stopping mount that exists. Like it's supposed to be expensive, but once you get to like twelve thousand, it's like you're not using. You, you, you no one should be using <laughs> that. If, oh my! If goodness. you were,
0: if you were spending twelve thousand dollars on a goddamn MMO, you're gonna have to bleep this out. I'm sorry, but that that means you just have money at that point?
4: uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: you're 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 freaking Kanye West, or you know, actually, Vin Diesel would have been a better one to say because he does play Wow. Like, you're Vin Diesel, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna spend twelve grand for a Spectre Tiger. You kidding? Who's
0: that? uh The most recent Superman, Henry Cavill. That dude plays classic Wow.
1: Yeah, I've actually I've been trying to get him on the show. (laughs) It's never going
0: to happen, but
1: I'm trying every uh, every outlet I can (laughs) to get him. Because he's interviewed about World of Warcraft so many times, but never has he actually been asked the right questions. It's always people that have no idea.
2: Probably because he's a freaking noob, and we'll expose him if he comes on here.
3: <laughs> Wait,
2: oh, I'm level, I'm level forty five. Uh, I don't
3: think he's a noob. <laughs> he
2: almost I didn't
1: get the the Superman part because he was running a mythic dungeon. Yeah,
3: retail really players. He, and he, and he didn't answer. <laughs> he didn't answer the phone. I
2: completely, yeah. dest- I've I ruined this podcast entirely. So classic cloning service is is coming out. <laughs>
1: Perfect transition. Perfect transition. All right, the classic clothing service is coming out, and it is thirty five dollars now. Yip, I know you've got this, but real quick, I'm going to let you go second, but I want Nay, I want Naismith to go first on this price point and how he feels about it.
0: The price point is fine. It's just I'm going to state this just as carefully as I can, so I don't you know speak too vociferously. Uh it will be a cold, cold day in hell before I like stay on a classic server like i i while I have enjoyed my time here, I don't want to spend any more time than I have to there,
3: yeah, I'm done, like
1: yeah, I mean, I think this is, I asked for it to be expensive because I didn't want them to make it cheap enough for me to have a reason. To buy it because i didn't want to ruin it for people that do want to stay because there are there's been a lot of people that have written in there are people that really are kind of excited about staying classic and we're gonna try and have an episode with some of them at some point but yeah it's something at this price point i'm not gonna buy it and i think that's probably a, a healthy thing for the people that are staying in classic era
3: i just what don't do understand think? it honestly I feel like if it was something. I don't know. I, I'll stop talking. Who wants to stay in Nax for the rest <laughs> yeah, of their life?
2: Like, Which is funny because I feel like I mean, I'll take the Mel position this time. And like, yeah, I mean, Meldron said last time, too. And this is more what I vibe with about. They're just like reverse getting the box price of vanilla classic now. Like they didn't. You know, the deluxe edition is for TBC, and then this is like the box price for vanilla classic if you like it, and it's $35. Oh, interesting take. Yeah, that's,
1: interesting he said that a couple of weeks ago,
2: and I was like, that is yeah, like I can see how that's true. It is unprecedented. Nate Smith earlier said, like, this is not something they have done before. So I think that a price associated with it makes sense. I thought I'd be more bummed about this higher price because they did do a survey where they put out a $9.99 price point, right? Um hmm. where I was like, hey, that's a cool price point. I would definitely well, do it did for $9.99.
1: Okay, did you see the clip that I sent you yesterday where on Josh's podcast um he uh he uh he was talking about this and one of the uh, com- community members that came on his show mentioned you and said that you know he agreed with you that this is just insulting.
2: Yeah, it's just silly. I didn't actually, I don't think I watched that clip, sorry. But um, oh, shoot. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's just silly to ask somebody how much they want to pay and then put one of the higher price points that you <laughs> asked on. I know that, like, the problem is, I don't know. And then they pin it on the community being like, anyone who got like the $40 price point and said, yes, it's their fault that it's $35. you, people! <laughs> I actually don't feel that strongly about it because, I mean, I think that this is kind of killing the community on those classic era servers. Cause maybe I would pop in from time to time and do some stuff. And that, that experience I probably won't get, I'm going to say something like this is a really hard stance. And on other, on another show, I'm sure we can talk more about like kind of like a rundown of our vanilla experience. But I personally, having played this game, I've, you know, I've never missed a raid. I've been doing this the whole time. I don't think that that classic vanilla. Wow. Wow. Um, holds up as a modern game I just don't think that it I think it's good I really liked parts of it Um, there I'm staying for it because I think that there's a lot of hope but as I just don't think that it really holds up when I think about um, playing as I said before a million times old school runescape where they have a you know that classic plus experience that game is a standalone this is an amazing this is a great game it's a great MMO this could be a main game forever Classic classic Vanilla does not work that way. I do not okay. want to play any more Classic Vanilla. Like, I just don't oh, want right. to do it.
3: I'm glad it came back. Yeah. I'm glad I got to play through it. But I guess yeah. my my question now is, if you say I sign up for the game for the first time in August, can I choose Classic Era server? Yes. So I can...
2: So. You don't have to choose at all. You'll just make a, for the same price, you don't have to pay anything. We can also play classic era servers. We just have to make a new level one there and level them up. You just can't. You just have to pay for the copying.
3: Which I think for people that are just classic vanilla. No, 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 no.
1: hold on, hold on. You have the choice. Remember, you've actually corrected people before on the show. You have the choice. As soon as you log in on May 8th, 18th you make the choice for each character that mm-hmm. you have and yes. then you can have one or the other and then on the other servers you'll have a grayed out character that they actually clear clarify this you'll have a grayed out character on the other server that you did pick classic or tbc yeah. and at that point you could pay the 35 bucks to have it cloned over
3: right no i get that so my question is is that there's no way that i would clone my character because i do not want to play the end game of Classic WoW for the eternity. But if I was somebody who, say, really enjoyed private servers and wanted to redo Classic WoW instead of going to TBC, I would just make a new character on a Classic Era server and still not pay for yep. the clone.
1: Yeah, but I don't think yeah. it's. I don't think it's you. You can't get that same feeling that the private server community wants without fresh, and I think fresh is coming. It's just coming later.
3: But you could get a different experience. You could get a hey, we're kind of fresh right now because classic era just came out, and have a server that people say join this if yeah, you want to start. Yeah, it could be com-
1: and there's been community driven ones done. Right. There's been a few. There's been a few of them done over classic.
0: I think there are three or four of them that have been fairly successful, uh, like where they have like leveled all together again. And they usually go to dead servers. Uh, I saw some screenshots because I I helped moderate the TBC, the wow TBC subreddit with Josh. Um, and uh, we get a bunch of like photos of, uh, or screenshots of people like, Hey, this is our like revival guild. And we just killed uh, Cthulhu for the first time. So like, you will get, like, occasionally you can find that, but you have to, like, actually search out yeah. for a community like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that all comes back to the central way that WoW works as an MMO. Um, and, again, I'm going to compare it to to RuneScape. But the WoW, <laughs> WoW endgame actually isn't that good. Like, I know that sounds a little bit crazy, but the only way the WoW endgame functions is by the releasing of new content. Right? Like, there's no reason you would not keep, we don't keep doing Molten Core. We don't keep doing BWL except maybe for like one or two items, which is really kind of frustrating. But the WoW endgame experience isn't that good. That's why people are burnt out from Knacks. That's why expansions come out. Like, expansions come out because you can't just do Knacks forever. Like, that's the biggest problem. Whereas, when I compare, that's why I think classic, in order for like a classic era thing to really exist, I think that classic plus thing has to exist because without new content, yeah, they
1: need arenas you, and different things. Yeah, I new mean, new content. I
2: love, I love vanilla. Wow. But it's just like, you look at the hardcore people who are playing and, you know, even, even they had Iron Man on retail and stuff. Like there is a level of boredom you'll reach with the end game that it's just not, it's not something you can play forever. It's not designed to be that way. Whereas if you look at runescape the end game starts at level one basically like there is no true end game so you're able to keep playing your same character even without content you could sink in like a hundred thousand hours into that game it's crazy but with with vanilla wow it's just there's not you know the you can hit max rank in pvp and then there's no more pvp to be done you know there's not right. a competitive ladder system like there is in tbc like there just there isn't a real true forever game. so that's why classic era is a little bit silly to me right now you might want to keep playing for a little while but you cannot keep playing a classic era for like two years from now with no changes
3: <laughs> yeah but how many people kept playing private servers
2: no one right they
1: played fresh private servers they, yeah. they left most people left even bef- before next because there was no taking your gear
2: with you
3: yeah i mean i didn't put i don't understand that either but you know you're trying to <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, it's fun to play, but it does seem to sort of have like a natural end to it.
0: Yeah, there is an art. There's an arc to classic. Like it seems to peak around BWL because that's when the populations were the highest. And it has there's been a pretty noticeable decline in populations since then. If you look at like the wow census stuff.
2: Yeah, it's it's so tough. I, I totally agree. And I actually agree with the the principle of it of like, it was fun during that time, especially, but COVID makes looking at numbers so weird and hard because everyone <laughs> in like April when like ZG came out and we had the longest queues ever was also when everyone was just like, Hey, I, I don't have to work. Like, by the way, you literally, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, there was a period it. of time where even people who could work from home, we were still trying to figure out, like, they're just like, I have off for a couple of weeks while we figure out like what the hell we're doing with this pandemic thing. Um, so there was such a unique time for Classic WoW. But I also still agree that even without uh, COVID, you would still probably see a similar arc because that's sort of when like power increases, you know, Molten Core is whatever, but BWL, you're getting all this like fresher gear, you know, people have better sets and stuff. It is a really good time to be playing. Um, and yeah, the population, like you said, it's like a bell curve. Even with, even with Naxx being completable, not everyone who started Classic WoW gets to <laughs> do that.
3: Yeah,
1: let's just do this real real quick. So the Pete the PTR came up today, and it is pre it is pre patch, and the Chrono Boon Displacer wasn't in. So people speculated that the Chrono Boon Displacer wasn't in TBC, but it turns out Blizzard came out and said, "Hey." Chrono Boone is in, we just haven't added it yet. It will be there for anybody wanting to do next in pre-patch, which I thought was interesting because that means it is going to stay in TBC. It's just only usable before level 63.
2: Well, we don't know that it's staying, right? They they just specifically said that pre-patch it they was staying. They said
3: pre-patch. They didn't say it would go into TBC, right? No, it's not
1: in prepatch currently. They said it's going. No, into I know. I'm for telling for you anybody. that you said oh, it might be going into TBC,
2: but all they said is it's going into during prepatch. Pre- gotcha, I think that gotcha. I think yeah, that okay. it might then revert on launch of TBC, where you yeah. won't be able to like store it for like out in the world stuff. Because um, yeah, I think that's that, when it
0: yeah. it turns into the broken gizmo or whatever it's called. Like once your TBC has launched. Yeah, I think. I, I think. Is yeah. what it, they're saying.
2: It is funny, though, like there's just so much, especially even with like we we're talking about the mount speed and we we're wondering if they were just going to hand out a free 100 percent mount to everybody without cost. Everyone's got such a negative. Everyone just like is jumps on to stuff so quickly. That's like another reason they really need to be more. It's not transparent, but. When they, when they do not tell people a lot of stuff, it is like, wait, are we not going to be able to use this for pre-patch? And everyone's in a frenzy over just such a, like a tiny little thing, because on PTR, you can't use it. No one wants to wait for information to come out anymore.
3: Yeah, I feel like that's an us problem, though. Well, right? there is a
2: market.
0: Like, there's a market on YouTube for oh, oh, outrage yeah. reaction to any news we get about...
2: Uh, classic TBC. Yeah, it's not just YouTube. I mean, Wowhead does the same thing. If you actually look at the amount of content Wowhead pumps out, it's like every little thing has an article, (laughs) a standalone article about it.
3: Right, because because it sells. And they kind of start the frenzy of people questioning this when in all reality, a lot of people wouldn't question not knowing this exact thing about this (laughs) item. Right? And World Buffs aren't supposed to even be an issue in t b c so why why are we even really that concerned about it?
2: It's just the pre patch it's just yeah, it's two weeks a time uh but yeah. yeah i mean i think I think that we were originally gonna talk about this before they said they're keeping it for pre patch not that they're keeping it for pre- it's like yeah it is it just is uh it just, it's, <laughs>
3: it's damned fine. if you do damned if you don't though, like for Blizzard. <laughs> They will get reamed if they do say something, knowing like it's tech and things are going to go wrong, deadlines are going to get pushed. And if they had to tell you every time they pushed a deadline, people would riot 23 times instead of once. Like,
2: it's <laughs> like with with the beta having like stuff that was BOE instead of BOP, like the the primal right. nethers and stuff like that. Like the, the people will definitely jump on to on to stuff like this immediately with no. I saw no less
0: than ten videos on YouTube about the primal nethers being BOE. Yeah, <laughs> like
3: dude, it's like, beta. Like
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, so you're supposed to catch things in beta.
2: But hey, listen. If I make a career out of this at some point in time, scrub this from the internet. Uh, I'm going to start doing news <laughs> on YouTube.
1: Th- that's exactly what I was going to say. Basically, you're not going to get me to say anything bad about Wowhead because they make making the show notes a lot easier. So thank you for doing articles on every little thing so I
2: can pick and choose. I do this stuff for a living. They're they're doing the right thing by putting out content for news like this. Yeah. This is how the internet functions now. Um. So I totally understand. It's just, it, it just gets people into a frenzy.
3: Yeah, but they put out articles, and their articles aren't necessarily like reaming something about Blizzard. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. People bring that conclusion on their own.
3: The Redditors, you know, make it a big deal.
2: I mean, we make it we make it a big deal in our own guild too. Like, it's not we have, it's not just like the internet as a whole. When you have a forty person guild, people have all kinds of opinions flying around, and and things just quickly i don't know that's all
1: (laughs) well and being and being negative sells, unfortunately and it's just it's an unfortunate thing it's something we have never really tried to do we try to be on the positive side more often than not and sometimes we get called fanboys for that but i i think we definitely we definitely say that you know we don't like when they're doing something quite often we're just often positive about the game because we love it
0: in all honesty like it's fun to write negative stuff like negative reviews like it really is people love like wallowing in negativity have you ever seen a review of the movie the last jedi
2: (laughs) (laughs) people are still people are putting out new reviews now Trashing the last <laughs> Jedi. I'm not even I mean, yes. blue milk. Come on. Blue a, milk. A, re-anal- a reanalysis of the last. <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just human nature, though. Like I think, think about I going think to lunch or going to hang out or like a uh, happy hour with coworkers. People are just bitching all the time. <laughs> this might Dude, be my most yes.
0: controversial take that I have ever put out on the Internet, but I kind of like the last Jedi. So, uh
3: oh, God,
2: we'll talk.
0: Disconnect we'll him from the
3: call, Bob. I'm just yeah. kidding.
0: Um, we'll I, I mean, them. there were
1: parts were, of it that I liked, but like, I just didn't like the way they messed you, up the character of Luke Skywalker. You, and thank you for goodbye, Kathleen Kennedy. You Sorry. are going to get don't, so don't much hate me for red. this
0: just because. Don't give I'm me
1: no, it no, no. We need to stop. Yip knows he brought up on a like a, a YKP run, Star Star Wars one time, and I, saying, I lost my shit. That
2: was so shit. funny. I started saying Star Wars was for kids, and Bob was like freaking out. Oh, was, like, I'm pretty sure babies. I was <laughs>
3: sleeping, and I woke up to him yelling at you <laughs> guys sorry, on Discord. Like, I
2: was like, I was like, Jar Jar Binks is a great character because Star Wars is for kids. <laughs> Are okay.
0: I'm close to rage quitting now.
4: <laughs> <I'm> sorry.
2: Let's, <laughs> let's move on. Let's right.
1: move on. All right. We're stopping. We're stopping. Okay. So <laughs> the last thing we have on the agenda, and it's pretty important. So, okay, just to preface it, basically the arena season one is coming a few weeks, quote unquote, after the launch, or after, okay, after uh, the launch of Bernie Crusade. So not the pre-patch, but after June 1st, a few weeks. So maybe three weeks, but- what I really wanted to talk about was the PVP changes yep. that they made. And let me just kind of go through them really quick. And then we can kind of talk about them um, as we go. If I can find my notes on them. Dang it. Okay. Epic food. Ah, Okay. So, okay. PVP. Okay. So PVP gear is going is changing big time. We talked about this a while back and later seasons of PVP gear, the shoulders and the weapon required 1850 rating and 2200 rating for the different items. Shoulders was the one that required 2200 rating. I had argued for no rating because I feel like it makes the rich get richer, but now they've completely changed everything. Okay. Now, there are five items that are going to require uh, rating. Legs, 1550. Chest, 1600. Head, 1700. Weapon, 2050. Shoulders, 2200. This is just, they did clarify because it did say equip and purchase uh, at one point, but they said it's just a purchase. If you drop down, you. You 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 can still wear the nightmare that would be (laughs) yeah yeah it was it's a pretty big roller coaster but so they're also changing it to where you start at zero rating with a team instead of at fifteen hundred and I say that this was the only change that they should have made but now oh okay so now on top of that there's a new rank for so gladiator is going to be 0.5 percent duelist is top three percent rival is 10 percent is 35 percent there's a new 0.1 percent of top teams that are going to get a new title and
0: why can't i find that title now infernal gladiator
1: thank you yeah infernal gladiator so there is so much that has changed. Oh, and you'll be able to buy every piece of our arena gear for honor and badges uh, after each season. But this is, this is such a big change to how everything works. You haven't
2: even said the change that affects me personally the most, which I think is the biggest change uh, altogether, which is back in the day, you had to play 30% of your team games for the week to get arena yep. points. Instead, this is, act- this is actually insane. This is, act- this is ruining everything for me personally. And a major reason why I'm not sure about blacksmithing anymore um, that we were talking about earlier is to qualify for arena points, your personal rating must be within 150 of the rating of your team with at least 10 games played. And you must have participated in 30% of your team's games the previous week. So what this is doing is it's helping to prevent boosting, which we've talked about being a problem that that, but they're fixing it in a way that changes how it worked in TBC. And I don't like it at all because I used to hop teams all of the time for fun, but now I'll have a personal rating and I won't be able to actually accomplish what I need to accomplish and have fun in arena on the same character. If you want to go hard, you need a consistent team you're on now.
3: You need to buy a boost. And
2: <laughs> if
1: their MMR system is anywhere close to what the Overwatch MMR system is, it'll be broken. It'll make more this sense. Is,
2: this is all this is all like retail stuff for the most part. I have a feeling it should be. That's okay. what I've heard. I think it'll be okay. I think the actual MMR and I think that like point the points for the for the chest and stuff is pretty crazy, but I think they are kind of retrofitting what they believe to be a better PVP system on top of it. But this arena points thing, I love hopping onto bad teams or like doing weird comps on another team and then like joining back with my real team and things like that. But this is going to make everything so much more confusing and hard to accomplish. I think
3: that's the biggest problem is that it makes it so that you have to play the meta game because yeah. if you try something with a new team, or with your current team, and it fails, then there's no way to, like, get back to where you know you should be with the meta team, right? But at the same time, it's like, I guess you just have to grind back up there. If you're that good, you're going to get there quickly.
0: Yep. Are you telling me that I can't actually have a four paladin, one uh shaman team uh to just... De- Pray for
2: wind fury procs to actually, I mean, honestly, you you absolutely can. You just have to do that every week now. <laughs> now it's no longer like a one time.
3: This yeah. is my question Can you go negative?
2: No, you start at zero, and I think that's I know. Just but it. if you lose, I don't think you can go negative, but I never got that low, so I don't know.
3: Okay, so I think that's a good change because before. If you started at 1500 and you were with like new people and you're trying to figure things out and you get down like way down, then it's so much harder to get all the way back up to your starting point and then get better, you know?
1: Yeah. People just used to create a new team. You
0: just, you just disband and start a new
2: team. Yeah. That's what everyone did. You just start a new team at 1500 again if you got too low, or you bring in a a ringer like Yip where I was, I was Adele back in the day <laughs> this is before Adele was a singer. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, um, what, was Adele a popular singer in TBC? You can't... <laughs> I don't know.
3: Yip knew about know. her before she was big.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you could bring in a ringer to try to, like, boost your team score up. It's just very, like, it does... I don't know. I think the MMR system is a way better system than their ELO system as far as, like, fair PvP goes. This is an overall better system. If you're taking PvP seriously, this is a much better system, undeniably. But when I think about my my main character, who's going to be my warrior, who is PvE focused, but I'm going to want to do fun stuff in PvP, the problem is I need those points every week in order to purchase PvP gear for my PvE set. But now, if I go join a new team that's worse than than me, I won't get arena points at all. Because to yeah, qualify so for arena points, you have to be within a warrior. Yeah. And if I didn't play on that team last week, I won't get any points either. So it's really like you can't just go have fun. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just really I don't bizarre. think arenas
3: to me. meant to be fun, right? Like battlegrounds are meant to be fun.
2: Yeah, I guess I'm I'm just thinking about how I played it in TBC. That, but that's what I mean. They, they're fundamentally changing that part of TBC because TBC was fun for me that way. You could do that, hop, team, hop around on teams, help out your friends to boost yeah. their, their rating a little bit, which I understand they don't want you to do, I
3: guess. But do you realize how much more exploited that would be now than it was right. then? that's why they're making right? those changes. Like, we're in 2021, we saw what happened in Classic, we know what's going to happen in Classic TBC Arena, and if it didn't change, I feel like it would just be a wash it would be a horrible system.
2: Okay, but they you can uh, you can implement MMR and personal rating uh with without some of these other stipulations. To me, and I could just be reading this wrong, if you join a team sometime in the season, you will forfeit all of your that week's points. All of your arena points for the week. I I guess yeah. I guess the difference is I guess the difference is you would have to have like a fives team with your guild that's point is just to farm arena points for the week and then you go have fun in twos and threes that would be the solution yeah. cuz you'll still get arena points from your 5 man group that you're doing with your guild and then you can go mess around in twos and threes which will probably be the new the new meta of like messing around um cuz you do get more point well uh, oh i guess we don't know anymore but and TBC for the same MMR at five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it is yeah, you like got
0: significantly more points at 5v5 than you did for two or three. Right. So or for for
2: PVE, 5v5 is probably still going to be meta. Um, I don't know. I, I need to digest it more. But this is a huge overhaul with like, I don't think we can even understand all the all the problems or or good things that will come for it. But it definitely cuts down on exploitation. Um, It's just uh, how much does it cut down on like what normal people want to do for fun? I don't really know, I guess, yet, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I think starting teams at zero, you're going to get significantly less points if you're a 200 rating. So. I thought that was enough to add. I don't think having the rating requirement on gear is necessary at all, with especially the other changes that they did. This is classic Blizzard. It was classic Overwatch. Make way too many changes at one time, and then you don't know what actually screwed you
2: up. I like the change personally. I think that it's so there will still be battleground resilience gear that you can get, I'm sure. It says which
1: which change do you like? Because there's so many changes. The one that you're talking about about. with
2: uh, points on more items. I think it's cool. I think it's cool to have items that require some level of skill to gain. I don't think that the difference is so large. I think
1: the titles are perfect for that. Like I just don't think you should lock people out of gear. I I think people.
3: Okay, but look at compare it to PVE. You only get a. I only have the Nax healer mace because our guild was good enough to get to kill Kel'Thuzad.
1: Now, I'm about to say something real controversial, and I hope that I oh, don't hear get it. shit on for this, but uh, PvP is
2: a lot harder than PvE. Oh, oh, By okay. an Here astronomical exactly. amount. I, I completely agree with you in some version, but does that mean that every PVEer should get a free weapon from just losing 5v5 every week? I don't think so. Exactly. If it takes
1: a... Well, starting at... At at zero though, they're going to take a long time to get that weapon. Bob, see what I'm
0: saying? You're not wrong. The higher ends of PvP are some of the hardest, uh, some of the hardest stuff to do in WoW. Yeah, in it's a, unpredictable. A, a it's weapon. not. Yeah, you have to know so much about like the comps that you are going to be playing against and how to counter them that it is infinitely more difficult than just memorizing uh during Phase two, I stand here and i For do sure. this
1: yeah that's why if you get a really good p v p in your in your p v e group you're like, "Hell yeah, because you know they're going to be good at p v e if they're amazing at p v p
0: that is not true at all yeah. because really my really? my t b c guild had a uh like a gladiator warrior and he was utterly mediocre throughout all of t b c
1: well, but I mean, he was a warrior. He's probably, he probably <laughs> never, it, like, if they're giving you their full, their full thing, you know, he was probably staying PvP spec. He was probably, you, you know what I mean? If they're giving you their full attention, they're going to be able to be as good as a PVEer.
3: It's a different type of mindset, though.
0: He actually didn't. Like, what he did, he had a druid partner, and they would partner up, like, for the last three weeks of every PvP season. And just like grind out a twenty six hundred rating, like it was insane what they would do.
1: From what I've seen, across you know dozens and dozens of different people, that's been the case. But I'm sure there's definitely outliers. I was just saying the percentage is probably higher. You get a good PvP, or you're going to get a good
0: PvP. The thing, or- the thing is, this is just an anecdotal experience for me. So I, th- it is completely possible that I am completely wrong in this ju- in this like scenario. But yeah, there are some PvPers that do make very good PvE players because they can adapt to situations usually faster than PvE players can. And uh, a lot of times the PvP gear actually has a lot of stamina, so they might be able to survive some mistakes that other people
5: can't.
1: And I think that's why they made this change is because they didn't want – welfare epics to be talked about but i honestly think starting them at zero instead of 1500 gets rid of that welfare epics
2: see you're getting confused here you're you are getting confused about mmr i think you are seeing zero and still thinking tbc arena but mmr is not gonna be like elo where you're like oh i gained five points from my victory oh i gained 10 points as a team as a victory. It's based on how difficult your opponents are. So those first few matches starting at zero, if you're a good pvp you will boost up to where you belong much faster than starting at 1500. In my head, 2200 MMR, what they're talking about, will probably be equivalent to that 1850 arena score before. So you're you're feeling like, I have to go from zero to 2200 instead of 1500 to 1850. But I think that the equivalence will be the same I don't think that they're making it harder to get it. They're just so, putting a little yeah. bit of a barrier I also on some what you're of these. Saying, other items.
1: Hold on, hold on. Let's clarify. What you're saying is that say a uh team of two, both people, one person has uh twenty one hundred MMR, one person has twenty two hundred MMR, they create a new team they've never played together. Their they're personal they're MMR stays the new. same. Yeah. Okay, but, but they start their team, it starts at zero. Are you saying with one win, they'll jump up like four hundred points. Next win, four hundred points.
2: Like we to don't, get them to where they're supposed know. to be. We don't know. exactly. We don't that's know. what we, I want to know. But it will be. It, yeah. But the, in retail, that's like similar to how it works. Like your MMR will say the same. It's the same way. At the end of. A Overwatch season, you're not against bronzes again, trying to figure out if you should belong in bronze. Winnie
1: would have been great to have on for this (laughs) discussion because he PVPs in retail. That would have been so great to have. So,
3: question though, question though, if I have an MMR now, then if I have a fives like serious team and a twos and threes like throwaway team, that will affect my MMR. I think, your MMR,
4: I think it's MMR should be different by, teams. Yeah,
1: personal I think by MMR, the though. three different but it's personal by the three different sets, 2s, 3s and 5s. We're guessing that we don't, I they actually, I don't even, so the problem
2: is we're, we're not equipped to have this conversation.
1: <laughs>
0: we are getting
2: yeah, into the weeds. We are weeds. speculating.
0: We are getting into the weeds here of a situation we don't know a lot about. Yeah. Yeah. The thing the thing is like the MMR seems to be designed so that you should be playing teams more that are on your skill level than like what you would find in old school TBC where you can have could have. Which could be like where
1: they actually are rated zero, but the two people with twenty one hundred and twenty two actually get matched to people that are, have an actual team score of like 1,800. Like, the, okay, I'm trying to like visualize this.
0: Say like there's the new 2,200 and 2,100 team. They shouldn't be at the zero level very long. They should be moved up fairly quickly. Like if they're as good as their ratings suggest they are. At least that's the way I interpret
2: that. That that is also my belief, because before, again, you can reset at 1500. You can get to 1800 with like a random person and you might not actually be personally that good. What this MMR will do will kind of keep track across anything that you're doing. Right. If you're doing TV 2 on a different team for fun, it's still against these people who are are, you know, are against your MMR rating specifically. But it's I think the purpose is like an Overwatch where if you're a diamond player, it's going to try to get you into diamond again or play you against people who are in diamond. And then that way like it's just it's just easier if you beat people who are better you'll go up more points even if your arena team rating or their arena team rating is not representative of their skill level
1: all right listeners sorry to break into the podcast mid conversation but the conversation kind of just went in circles because everyone that was on the show just doesn't really understand this new mmr change so Luckily, in Varg we have a retail gladiator player in, in vetting. He's uh, He's been in our guild for a bit now. He plays a rogue. He's a really nice guy. He's explained some things to me in the past, so we're going to bring him on the show real quick here for a short ex- explanation of how he thinks it might be playing out compared to the way retail plays out currently. So, welcome to the show vetting how are you doing doing good dude awesome awesome well i i'm excited for this because all of us on the show were completely clue clueless of these pvp changes but do you want to kind of give us a rundown of how retail arena works with the mmr points that you get uh just go ahead and go into it and i'll interject if i have a question okay
5: for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be the same as TBC or how much they're going to make it the same, but I don't know. Like retail, basically, when you hit max level, you'll start at zero personal rating. And then I think you have like a default MMR of around 1,500. And depending on who you group with, if they have a higher MMR. It'll usually average the two. Um, when you start at zero, obviously, you'll have higher MMR gains. So you'll gain anywhere between like 100 and 200 to start uh, up until around... Fifteen hundred, or if your group MMR is, is lower than you know fifteen hundred, so you would expect to get higher MMR gain till around that rating, and then from there, regardless of how high your group MMR is, you would gain around twenty per win. So that's kind of where you start really pushing around that rating.
1: See, and that was something that in the article, I at least I didn't see it, but that would make a lot more sense if you're starting like on a brand new character with like a fifteen hundred MMR that your team's starting at zero, and you were saying that, you know, if you're starting like that, if you start just winning right off the bat, you're going to be making huge jumps of, like, 200 points at the beginning. Did I catch that right?
5: Yeah, so your personal MMR, like, if you're at zero personal MMR and you're queuing at, you know, even if you're 1500, 2K, regardless, you'll get max points, which is, I think, around, like, 190s right now. Okay. So you'll, you'll get huge MMR jumps, or personal rating jumps, like, when you first start queuing, but you know, your MMR will also be pretty volatile.
1: Okay. Now, also a question I had in retail is: Do they have the, you know, the rating requirements for as you know for a lot of pieces of gear in in retail? Because in TBC, it it came later for later seasons that you had to have just you know it was like eighteen fifty and twenty fifty to get the weapon and the shoulders. Is that something like? Is this change more like retail? Like, just kind of explain it to me, because uh, I I retail dumb.
5: Yeah, no, it's they they made a bunch of t- changes in retail now. So basically, in retail, re- you have like rating requirements for upgrades. So you have like a base item level. So like you know, I think it's two hundred right now in retail. So you could buy like everyone has the same conquest cap per week. So you can get theoretically the same amount of pieces as everyone else per week outside of like the vault, which is just RNG, but you know you start out at a base item level of 200 and then there's like bracket jumps so i think there's like 1400 1600 1800 2100 and 2400 and then that'll be like your bracket jump you need to hit to upgrade your gear which i think will be a lot different than tbc because oh. tbc will basically just be like you can't buy shoulders unless you're 2100 so it is a kind of different in that regard
1: yeah okay so you upgrade in retail okay that makes a lot yeah. more sense like and something we talked about on the pod is that you know something that I was worried about was the fact that I felt like it would make the rich get richer. Nobody agreed with with me. Like they made the case about you could get the season prior gear from the vendor, which I do get, but if I remember correctly, that's not like a small grind to do those BGs in TBC. And I don't know that anybody really knows. How it's going to turn out here, but I mean, it was a pretty big grind if you wanted to upgrade to those old level PvP things.
5: Yeah, I I have no idea exactly how TBC is going to work. I think in general, though, like the higher rating you are, the either the faster you'll get gear or the better your gear will be. And I think that's always pretty consistent. So it seems like now it's just basically, you know, the higher rating you are, the more pieces you'll be able to get in TBC or like actual pieces like shoulders and and all that. Where in retail it's just like you can pick and choose what you want to upgrade, but if you're low rating, you're not going to be able to get to that higher item level.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, that actually has cleared up like quite a bit for me. I'm I'm a a little nervous about the changes because they're just they're really big changes and it's a lot of change, but. I just wanted to kind of understand how retail worked because it looks like they tapered a lot of the way at least the MMR and team point systems work. So just one more question about retail is in the writing up for the TBC thing, they talked about not being able to get points if your MMR isn't closer. Like, is there any time in retail where you don't get points even if you're in or just can you not even create a team? That you're not in the same MMR with.
5: So, yeah, I mean, there, there is no team creation in retail. Like, you can queue with a different three people every arena. Like, your MMR will change. And hey. to answer like your points question. It's like, yeah, like if I'm nineteen hundred, like, say I'm like twenty one hundred CR personal rating, and I queue with someone who's like thirteen hundred, and we win a game at sixteen hundred MMR, like I will get zero personal points.
1: Okay, so the TB the TBC thing might be different then. Okay,
5: yeah, if they make teams, it's completely different. I'm sure there'll be like some sort of team MMR. I have no idea how that works, but in retail, there there is no team. You only have personal rating, and your like team MMR will just change based on who you're playing with.
1: Oh, so it's kind of like queuing with people for BGs. Okay, yeah. Okay, so yeah, the biggest one of the biggest things we were worried about was just will you not be able to jump teams because you just won't get points? You know, and they talked about having to play the games with that team the week prior to just to get points. So like, are you gonna have to take a gap in points to change teams. And there's a lot of questions we have, but I know you don't know the answers to that. We just wanted to bring you on to kind of explain the retail stuff so that we could maybe better guess how this is gonna work in TBEC.
5: For sure, dude. Yeah. Happy to help.
1: Yeah, dude. Well, thank you so much for taking the time coming in and talking to us. Uh do you want to do any shout outs? I know you don't do streaming or social media, but do you have any shout outs you want to do?
5: <laughs> I got I got no one, sorry dude. <laughs> <I can> shout <laughs> out you man <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Well thank you so much for the the help and yeah we'll have to have you yeah. on sometime like if we do a pvp round table come after tbc starts For sure dude all right guys we're
2: gonna send you back to the show
1: all right do we have an add-on of the week we do
2: have an add-on of the week it's the one that you listed that i've never used before if you want me to tell people about it the ring menu <laughs> all right yeah let's move on to the add-on of the week <laughs>
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is our add-on of the week.
2: The add-on this week is something called Ring Menu, which I've never used before. But <laughs> uh, I've used it in retail before. Not not this particular one, but something similar. Uh, what it does is it allows you to create an action bar in a kind of cool little circle. <laughs> that uh, it, it just displays your action bar differently um, and will hide it if you're not pushing a particular hotkey. So what it's really useful for, for, for me that I've used it in the past is consumes so right now my action bars are like full of these random buttons that i don't need same. except when i'm rebuffing or when i'm reconsuming so it basically just lets you hide an action bar pull it up into a cool little wheel um it's it kind of reminds me of like Grand theft auto or something where i'm going to bring up like my weapons wheel <laughs> and then select the weapon i want to yep. use it's the same thing where you're going to be able to select you know i want to pop monger's potion then i bring up my wheel and i hit monger's potion um so it's a it's really cool. Um, I would definitely check it out. It's called Ring Menu. There are other add-ons that do it, but I don't know how many work for Classic. Um, So I I would say check this one out. Um, I think it is working right now and maintained. So it's definitely worth checking out, uh, especially if you don't quite have a handle on your consumes.
1: (laughs) Dude, it's been like I've been using it the past couple weeks, and it's been really nice because... You can set up different ones, and you. I set it up for one of my my mouse buttons. So when I click wherever my cursor is, the circle shows there. And so I have it definitely set up for consumes because as a Fury Warrior, I have a ton. So I have it set up to where I could just quickly do all my consumes. I don't have to search through my bags where where they're at. But you could actually take this add-on and make multiple ring men, uh, men menus uh with different buttons so if you want to do a lot of things you could it's nice that it shows up where your mouse is and i've been really enjoying it and definitely think it's something that you guys should check you guys should check out because i've seen a lot of people use it like i've seen cricks use it i've seen snobby use it and those are the people that i saw using it that i was like i
2: need that yeah and not a lot of not, not everyone's a big gamer either they might not be comfortable with certain buttons on their keyboard and stuff like that like it's okay to look at alternative ways to handle (laughs) your action bars definitely
0: i am sympathetic to the amount of consumables that fury warriors need (laughs) like considering like 30 slots of my bags are like dedicated completely to consumables Mm. and then like the other 30 slots are dedicated to like the various resist gear we actually (laughs) have to wear
1: yeah dude try gearing on a warrior that takes two. Oh my gosh
2: yeah it's it's that, that
0: that was me
3: i told somebody i needed 80 candles arrayed to <laughs> buff people which is literally what takes so much space in my bags and this other priest was like you shouldn't need 80 candles and i'm like you're right because there's like five priests in our guild <laughs>
2: it's weird <laughs> It's weird how uh, that happens. It's yeah. like weird. I only yeah. need five candles every
3: yeah, week. Yeah, <laughs> right. They're like, I don't go through any <laughs> candles.
4: <laughs>
2: oh, geez. God. Oh, man. Sorry. Man. All right.
1: Well, uh, we're 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 gonna start closing out the ep- the episode. We want any of you retail PvPers to please message us. We'd love to do the episode where you educate us on how this works because we just, there's so much we just don't know and we would like to know. So definitely going to reach out to Winky. But anybody else who has been doing a lot of retail PVP, please get in contact with us. You can do so by going to WCRpodcast at gmail.com. You can also message us on Twitter at WCReloaded. If you want to follow the MASH Those Buttons network, that's at the MASH network. If you'd like to interact with us at times, make sure to ping us if you do. But if you'd like to interact with us, please join our Mash Dis- Discord at mash.gg/discord. How can you help us out? We need more ratings. We had an episode without ratings and we're we're going to cry in a <laughs> pillow tonight, so don't 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 make Mel cry. We don't we don't want to do oh, that. Yeah. So send us reviews. Mel. <laughs> oh, it's right. So Did I miss anything? Did I miss? Oh, and also, if you ever want to come out and hang out with us live, talk and chat, that is twitch.tv slash mashthosebuttons. And check out our YouTube if you want to see the stuff that I cut out of the actual audio version. It's kind of fun. YouTube.com slash mashthosebuttons. Which,
2: by the way, might be a lot for this episode. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> probably all of our pvp rant but you know whatever
2: yep
1: the uh i'm telling you on the audio podcast is just gonna be me like sounded awesome
2: in yeah. the pvp contest <laughs> that doesn't sound right yep and you cut me in, and i'm like bob oh, i'm i yep
1: <laughs> <laughs> bob that's a good point i cut it <laughs> from earlier in the episode
2: <laughs> let me give you no, a sound, sound clip i don't, I uh, don't do it that I'm, 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 i think i'm wrong bob i think you're absolutely right on this point that's my. That's the sound clip. You can put that in anywhere.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. Just do it
1: Do like, not ever everything say that. I say yeah. throughout it.
3: <laughs> no.
1: Oh, man. No, no. I, de- I definitely don't do that. I just usually try. The biggest thing about the audio podcast is I try to space out because we often, all of us, will start talking before the other's done. The audio podcast is nice because it spaces out so that you as an audio listener can hear what actually is said but sometimes i leave it in because there's four of us talking and i can't i can't make sense of that so
3: it's usually bob's fault
1: (laughs) well i mean i am the host so it is my fault yeah ball rolls up all right yeah yeah it sucks mel where can we find you
3: you can find me on twitter at mel overwatch or you can find me on white main on mel arena send me a dm Tell me how much you hate Bob. It's great.
1: She's actually invited you to sneak into her DMs. Ooh, well,
3: that's yeah. weird. You just made that really awkward. <laughs> now you need to cut that out.
1: Where can we find you, Yip? And how can we sneak in your DMs? Hello,
2: wow, you can. Well, it's funny, you can't message people on YouTube anymore, I think. Like they took away all no, the stuff. Yeah. Which uh, has
1: been horrible for me yeah. with the
2: competition we did. Um, so you can check out my YouTube, youtube.com slash cognitive pit. But if you're trying to get into my DMs, you probably want to Tweet at me at cognitive Pit. I guess. Uh, that that might be easier. I would love to say that just ch- check me out in-game. In but somebody mailed me a couple weeks ago. I think it was the person who, who wrote in, mailed a letter to you in-game for a review, and I just never even replied to them. So in-game, if you're going to send me a letter, I'm awful.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. I did have somebody message me in-game. Literally, as I was logging out, Oh. And it was like 3 seconds to log out and I was like uh, oh.
2: And you're like what was that name?
3: Yeah, it was luckily a name that I could remember, but yeah, it's a struggle.
2: Join the Discord that Bob talks about sometimes, the mash the mash Discord uh is the easiest way to add us and we're on Discord all the time So,
1: Yep,
4: yep. But, you have but to definitely us. add us. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> Until that actually becomes like more popular, we don't check it every time we're 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 bad, just at us, and we'll come talk to you all right, nay Smith. Where can we find you? I know you don't do the Twitter and stuff. I know you know, but do you have any place where people could get in contact with you, like Josh's discord? maybe
0: yeah, if you really want to find me, you can find me on uh crowing. I am on Stalag Discord or Stalag. Uh, horde if you want to talk to me um you can find me easily on discord i am in i am a moderator of the countdown to classic uh discord dm me there if you really want to talk uh unfortunately my job does not allow me to have a whole lot of a uh, social media presence so <laughs> that's pretty much the only two ways you can get a hold of me um i might be starting the youtube channel pretty soon so i'll Oh cool. Do something. I might do something there, but teaser. I don't
3: know. You heard it here first.
0: Uh, honestly, that sounds like a whole lot of work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's
0: a lot probably of work is. to make I, content. I have two small children, so it's you can probably hear them in the background of any countdown to crusade uh, episode that I am on.
1: Yep, and you probably you probably hear them on some of this this one too. The I'll the try ambience. to cut out as much as I can.
3: Children are lovely.
1: Hey, it's endearing. We we like it. You you can find me on Twitter at blazon underscore bob. That's b l a z z i n underscore b o b. I've actually been streaming quite a bit, like not long streams, but I've been doing that at Twitch.tv slash blazenbob. A lot of the the listeners have dropped by to say hi, and I appreciate it. So anytime you want to do that. I would love to talk to you. And if I can, I will answer whatever questions you have. Well, guys, I don't know about you, but my anxiety is still flowing and TBC is coming fast.
3: You're such a weirdo. TBC is
2: coming.
1: Yeah. I know I am. I was just driving around today and I was like, why is my heart going so fast? This is not normal. I'm a weird person, right?
3: Listen, my watch tells me every time my heart rate's high, and it really annoys me. I kind of want to turn it off, but <laughs> it always happens at like crucial times, like in a raid, like when we're like really struggling to get a boss down. It'll be like Up- heart rate's list. high, and I'm like,
4: <laughs> <developed>
1: or like when <unplensive spaces lore> <that> Bob's <inaudible> tried to tell you, you did something wrong while leveling.
3: Oh <terior> um, yeah, heart rate <assium masks> goes through <sighs> the roof.
1: All right. Well, thanks everybody for coming on thank you Nate Nate Smith for coming back on if you want to hear him again rem- re- remember you can check out episode 33 to get some background we're gonna get out of here we'll see you next week with a lot more bye. yes TV TB-
2: frenzy for the next couple of weeks uh, so see <laughs> all right Bye, guys bye
0: bye <laughs> bye You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash Network, facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash discord.